Hello and welcome to Talking Bollocks again. It is me, Howard H. Smith, your erstwhile Acid Rain frontman stand-up comedian. Go check out acidrain.co.uk, keithplatt.co.uk, YouTube channels, Twitter handles, um, Facebook pages, everything that you could possibly want to know. It's all there. It's everywhere. Welcome. So, um, uh, like uh, like the last um, podcast, I'm not going to go on and on and on with the usual upfront um, uh, rubbish because, quite simply put, um, no need to. This is part two. Welcome back. Have you listened to part one yet? If not, why not? Probably want to listen to that first um, because one always comes before two, unless, of course, it's the number twenty-one. He said, proving himself wrong within seconds. What a cock. Anyway. Um, hello, it's between Christmas and New Year. Have you had a good Christmas? Have you? Hey? Have your relatives been alright? Have they have they come round? Got on your fucking nerves, hey? Got on your last nerve? Felt like the rip in your aura? Just wanna stuff someone's head in the chimney? If ever if people even have chimneys now. If you even have fireplaces and chimneys. Um, I'm recording this um, up in Yorkshire in the family home. The home that I was born and raised in. I wasn't born in the house, I was born in a hospital, like, just because it's up north doesn't mean I was born in a fucking field, all right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so the family home, um, so having a, a family Christmas, just me and my mum, um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's been cool, though, it's been cool, got my nephew from Australia who's with me at the moment, I think I've mentioned this, possibly mentioned this on the... Uh, on the po- on a previous podcast, so he's um, he's over at his other grannies at the moment, um, and we always have a big party between Christmas and New Year, um, which is going to be really cool. Lots of cool people coming to that, um, and I'm recording this podcast in the um, in a different room, so you're not going to hear um, as sometimes when I record up here, you, you hear loads of um, hear loads of clocks going off. This is not the clock room. I said clock room. Um, but I am staring at a massive fucking leg of ham at the moment. It's, I mean, it is a big... Actually, to be fair, Jambon Blanco, as it's fucking called, because that's what it says on the fucking label. It says Jambon Blanco, right? It's basically a big um, leg of Spanish pig, which um, we're going to be... Um, yeah, that basically goes on a stand, and people are going to be slicing that up at said party. This is interesting, isn't it? This is... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you want to check out Talking Bollocks, it's quite good. But often, um, Howard does disappear right up his own fucking arse. And there you go. That, um, that was a tangent, tangent fans. We haven't had any of those for very long. Um, so, what has been going on in the world of heavy metal since I recorded the last podcast four days ago? Fuck all, to be honest. So there you go. Um, uh, well, actually, one thing has. Later in uh, the interview with Mark... Um, from Acid Rain, you're going to hear us talk about. Um, in fact, do you know what? I think I'm, I'm going to I'm going to leave that to prior to mine and Mark's chat because then it'll it'll all kind of make more sense. Um, so that's coming up soon. Um, I'm also going to have. Um, well, there's basically an appeal. Um, uh, all about the rock are looking for um, uh, new writers. So if you are a budding heavy metal, thrash metal, underground, fucking cheese core, whatever, nature core, still cracks me up, 
um, then feel free to get in touch with Craig. You can get him at craig at allabouttherock.co.uk. That is his email address. Um, or just hit up the All About The Rock Facebook page, All About The Rock Twitter. You can find them all. I mean, I'm not right. I'm not reading their fucking handles out and all the rest of it. What are you, thick? Just fucking find them. If you're really interested and you really want to do this, go for it. Find them. But you can just straight out, old-fashioned, I know, email craig at allabouttherock.co.uk. Um, and, uh, and I said, you know, you can, you can email me, howard at allabouttherock.co.uk, if you want. If you want to um, send me your um, personalised abuse, that'd be great. So, as we know, this is the extension of the first podcast. Um, there is... We've got some great guests coming up. Okay, so coming up in this week's show, um, you have got uh, Nathan, guitarist from Shrapnel. You have got Jonathan, uh, drummer from Shrapnel. You've got Mark, drummer from Acid Rain. You have got uh, Andy Pilkington, Andy Pilkington uh, founder, chairman, CEO, and owner of um, v- Very Metal Art. And you've also got Malcolm Dome. That's right. The heavy metal, the, the metal god, as I've decided to keep calling him. He's the metal god. He is the Rob Halford. Although, not gay that I know of. Um, but he is, he is like a, um, you know, yeah, he's like a kind of Rob Halford figure. He's just still rocking it, been around for years, and um, is awesome. So um, instead of just talking the guy up, um, why don't I? Uh, why don't I just go straight in with the interview? Because um, uh, again, I'm going to kind of kind of do these in the order they were done. So first up, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the legend, the writing metal god that is Malcolm Dome. Yeah. So I was supposed to go to the um, the, the Speed Kills launch, but um, we were doing. We, we had our um, we had our Christmas show in Bridge End. Oh right. And the one where yeah, you, see, you mentioned that. Bloodstock. Yes, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah the people from Wales booing yeah. that were yeah. playing Wales. Yeah, yeah which was what? <laughs> yeah, that, that's but that, but again, it's, it's always the South versus the North. That was South Wales versus oh, North God, Wales. No. Yeah, <laughs> so complaining about each other. Um, but um, well, and thank you very much for your email the following morning after Bloodstock. It's great. Was, fun. Um, really was, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was a special night. That one. It was a bloody hell. That was a night. Yeah, it, it kind of. It really. It was. It was. It was fully old school, wasn't it? Oh, God, it was just, yeah, 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 it was. You know, absolutely. Lovely. Hi, Good afternoon. Yes. Hi, yeah. Hi. Um, can I get you something to drink? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely fine at the moment. Not, not for me, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. But thank you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it, oh, it was, yeah, it was, um, it, it made it all worth coming back for. The whole weekend was great. Yeah. Great fun weekend. It always is. It's such a fun festival. It is, isn't it? I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I kind of... Um, I, I can't remember who I was talking about. Oh, actually, I did an interview with Bloodstock Radio down in Wales, funnily enough, at the weekend. Is there a Bloodstock Radio now? Well, it's a podcast. Oh, and I that's see, right. I think that's going to be coming out in the in, in the new year. Ah, oh, right. I've probably given away some huge state secrets there, but, you know, <laughs> such is life. Um, but, um, and I was saying, it, it, it sort of feels like, it feels like a kind of spiritual home for us now, because we, it's funnily enough, we... I mean, ever since we announced we were coming back, we've just been inundated with messages saying, when are you playing Bloodstock? You play really? Bloodstock. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. I mean, probably count on one hand the amount of people who've said, when are you playing Download? <laughs> it's always Bloodstock, Bloodstock, Bloodstock. It's always Bloodstock, which is, yeah. Which is great it's, in a way, because it shows how much Bloodstock has got into everyone's psyche in terms of, if you're metal, that's what you play. Download? Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean... Um, 
yeah, it's it download is very well. I mean, Biffy Clyro headlining. Biffy Clyro. Yeah. Well, download. Give them credit. Have never said we're a metal festival. It's a yeah, rock yeah. metal festival. Yeah. But I just think the whole mentality of um, Bloodstock is much more in tune with what metal, the ethos of metal, and what it's all about. And yeah, I love the fact it's quite small as well. Yeah. Well, I, th- I, I mean, I, I think ultimately, and this is no, you know, I don't want to be seen to be download bashing. But it, it, for me, it is very much. It's just another festival. Um, yeah, it, it you is. know, it, it, is, it is set up as a uh, as, as a, as a yeah, as a money making machine, as a, as a you know, as a Fair corporate enough. event. It which, is. which ultimately, you know, that's there's nothing wrong with that. No, 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 no. It's part, it's part of the uh, the whole fabric of, of the way music is these days. But yeah. in, in terms of. I mean, Rambling Man and Bloodstock are the two festivals for me now that really stand out as being representative of the spirit that we all know and love. Yeah. And uh, Download, yeah, it's there. It gets 15,000 every year or whatever. Yeah. It's almost always shit weather. And yes. everybody complains every year, not this lot of bands again. But the yeah. odd thing was, somebody last time was going to the Hellfest line and was saying, isn't it amazing? I was thinking, 95% of those bands either have just played Download or about to play Download and you're someone who's been criticising Download for having the same bands all the time yeah. and you think that Hellfest is amazing with the same lineup. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's because of the... Now people view Hellfest as being a cool, exciting festival. It's an independent festival that yeah. really is so diverse whereas Download is corporate, as you said. Yeah. Anyway. Well, but the thing is, ultimately, the festival circuit is the festival circuit, and there's room, and there's room for everyone. Yeah. But what I what I like about Bloodstock is that um, they seem to be growing it, but growing it in a way that it still retains its charm. Yeah. And and as you just pointed out there, the amount of people I know who 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 said, "Oh, we're coming, we're coming to Bloodstock to see you," you know, they were messaging. Either on the, the band page or whatever, and then you know, oh, we've never been there before. A few of them had never been, and all of them were saying afterwards they couldn't believe that th- that it was just it was so easy to get from one stage to another. Oh, it is, yeah, yeah, it really is. It's, <laughs> it's not as if you have to trench four miles. Yes, it's just four feet, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, but that way, but that way, you can do Mastodon closing the main stage yes. at ten thirty, yep. and us closing yep. the Sophie stage at ten uh, at ten forty. Yep. You know, so boom, they finish. You've got ten minutes to just wander over <laughs> to a stage as rich you can see. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. oh, we'll just pop over there, shall we? No, yeah. it's great fun. Well, that's the, that's the bloodstock loving yes. part yes. Uh, <laughs> out of the way. Um, so obviously, funnily enough, I think last time we were, we were we were talking, I was saying, well, you know, the the, the, the big four of all of, of have all delivered Slayer to whatever extent you believe at the end of last year, um, a year ago, of course. Yeah. Um, Anthrax, great yeah. record. Megadeth, which is a great record. I, I think so as well. Really, totally, really totally surprised agree. with that. Totally uh, great. I think and, Megadeth had been in a perfect patch now for a while. Oh, you liked Silver Collider, didn't you? I did, yes. Yes, that's right. I knew someone did. I did. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, But, I mean, yeah, the new, the uh, Dystopia, I think, is... is, It's a real, really, very strong record. To use an an old term, it's a triumph. Yes, a triumph. 
it's definitely it's yes. a triumph yes absolutely but it is I mean it's it's, it's it, you know it's contemporary it's it's produced well it's uh, you know, phenomenal drums I on think it it's well. what you've got just... when you've got a producer in there like Andy Sneak who loves the band knows he's his bat and isn't afraid to confront the band saying that's not good enough you can do better well, I think that's part of it. It's Definitely. funny you should say that because that brings us on to the fourth member of the Big Four. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or if we say the Big Four, as as, as Andrew O'Neill says, well, there's a big one, and there's a big one, yeah, I mean, and three others. We've had these arguments so often yeah. about the makeup of the Big Four. To be honest, it's all based on sales, and those yeah. four far and away were the biggest bands to come out of that era, metal-wise, and yeah. they are the Big Four for that reason. Absolutely. So going into artistry, creativity, I think testament very strongly have an argument to be included yeah. and then of course why should it just be Americans what about Creator yeah yeah but um, anyway and Sepultura and Exodus and well yeah Exodus and, yeah I think Exodus early on but they went through a massive dip for so long yes they did but they anyway did. I mean yeah, yeah. but yeah they did some big four it's worth defining that's it so um, how how long have you been sitting with Hardwire did you I got a, I got a, a copy a week early to, for review mm-hmm. um, and I'm presuming you did as well. I've listened to it a few times. Like everybody else, and this is an interesting thing, I wanted to love it. So I was hand up exactly Desperately, so. desperately wanted it to be the album that you go, wow. And when, uh, when I heard Moth Into Flame when it was first out, I thought, this sounds good. Same here. But now I've lis- actually listened to the album a few times. I think it's another So What album. It's one of those shrug of the shoulders. Does anyone care? <laughs> I really am disappointed with it in the end. Yeah. Because I don't think Metallica have delivered what they wanted to and what we all wanted them to. Well, I, I remember talking to you about Death Magnetic, and I remember saying like, you know, I, I think it's got some real highlights in there. And you and and you were, I, I remember you were very very firm on it, it's it's all right, but it's Metallica trying to be Metallica. Yep. It's it's yep. Metallica. It's it's Rick Rubin Metallica saying yep. less of that, more of that, you know, and absolutely, and and and. And, and and this album it's definitely you know no exec producer they've gone in it's more organic it sounds like Metallica it sounds like what Metallica want to sound like but I, I don't I prefer Death Magnetic well to me this sounds like Metallica know what they don't want to do but they're still <laughs> not sure what they want to do I don't think there's any cohesion there and I put the album on and you listen to it and I, my mind just drifts off never so often something catches your attention like a, a a guitar moment in uh, Dream No More or Halo on Fire. Well, that's interesting. But at the end of it, you just think, ah, what is it? Exactly <laughs> what is this album? It's not got any cohesion to me. The bits that remind me of Load and Reload, there are little bits that remind me of Master of Puppets and also Death Magnetic. But the, most of the songs are way too long. Yeah. Again. And... I think they desperately need a producer in there, an yeah. Andy Sneak type figure, who will force them to listen and say, look, stop whatever you did before, fine, you achieved so much, but I want you now to actually do something properly. Sit down and work out what you want to be. Yeah. Who are you for? Where are you going? And it's not good enough going in the studio saying, well, let's just play around and see what happens, because nothing happens. To me, the magic's gone on record from, from Metallica and went a long time ago. I know a lot of people out there, the album sold incredibly well, 
and I'm really pleased for them. It's a brilliant marketing. And I'm pleased for I'm pleased for metal in general because it's it's almost well, like one of those if Metallica are doing well, then this, then this, metal does well. This brings me to the other subject: Metallica, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden have one thing in common, apart from being absolutely crucial pillars and pioneers of metal is we all desperately want them to do well because we're afraid if they don't it means a death knell for metal which isn't yeah. true at all but no. i think there's this absolute fear and panic of people what if when black sabbath splits up what if i made them come up with a disappointing album what if metallica come up with a disappointing album is it is it over yeah and i think there's a desperate desperate desire from people to want these bands to succeed because it almost gives credibility and credence to metal which yes i don't think it does at all it's not necessary metal goes way beyond that now yeah but for yeah. me it's not it, i would never call hardwired to self-destruct a bad album yeah. at all um but for a, for a start the bloody title's too long why do you need hardwired to self-destruct it's almost like, oh, we've got CD1, which is hardwired, and CD2, which is to self-destruct. And it's sort of, really? Yeah. Why didn't you do one album? Well, it, well funnily enough, I've, I, I, I was listening to somebody the other day, and um, I can't remember, I, I think it was Chuck from Metal Sucks podcast, actually, he was pointing out, he said, it's 12 songs, mm. it's one album, it's on, it's pure, it's on two discs as a, you know, as a, as, as a marketing yeah. exercise. Um, but, but would it all fit on one disc? I don't know. It's I think it would. I think it probably. To be fair, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with you on this. I think if you, I don't if, know. If, if you if you edited the songs down mm. to what they should be, and if you dropped the songs that shouldn't be on there, yeah. you. Well, I don't think you'd have ten songs. I think. I think you'd have maybe eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so. if you had eight tight, powerful, punchy songs that actually had a bit of an intelligence is still in there, I'd be a lot happier. This, I think, is an album that, will they play much from it live in three or four years' time? Or two or three years' time? Probably not. Same as how much of Death Magnetic will you ever hear live now? Cyanide, probably, that's about... Maybe. That's, that's the, that's the that's only kind of it. one that sort of gets in the set these days uh, and I think they've realised as well these albums just aren't what they aren't strong enough and yeah. I think uh, Hardwired fits into that category it's just not strong enough to be regarded as wow Metallica are really back on form and that's the difference I think Megadeth are as good as they've ever been yes yeah. Anthrax are in a tremendous run of, of talent and live they are and absolutely abs and in fact it. you could again say Anthrax are better than they've ever been yeah, Slayer is a different matter, um, but Metallica to me are just, I don't think they know what they want to do. I really don't think Metallica are locked together in anything other than, well, should we do another album then? What do you reckon? I really don't feel the excitement there with it. Yeah. Um, give them total credit for the marketing campaign that was brilliantly done doing videos of every song yeah. the way they did those and the Lemmy Chibbit was great and that's the other beauty of Metallica is they've never forgotten their roots yeah. and they know what they owe to Lemmy and they've always openly proclaimed this is how much we owe Lemmy and Motorhead and they've yeah. paid their respects with Murder One on this album uh, and never ever sort of uh, charged Metallica with forgetting about their roots they never have yeah, maybe that's part of the problem is they need to forget about their roots and actually look at themselves sit around the four of them and say look we're all guys now in our 50s what do we want to do music what music do we want to play James Hepfield we all know loves country music and southern rock Lars tends to go with the trend of the moment 
Yeah. Kirk wants to play Guitar Hero music, and Robert Shifudo is very much into the jazz area. Yeah. So I think they have to be honest with themselves and say, do we ever want to make another album? And if they don't want to do it, they shouldn't be doing it. And this actually feels like an album they didn't want to do, but thought they should do. After eight years. After eight years, but then, so what? Maybe that, if Metallica got nothing new to say, don't say it. Tour and do the old stuff because that's what people want anyway. Well, I think I think um, I, I, you know I, I, they still they still inspire so much debate. Well, the very fact that I'm yeah. doing a podcast yeah. based around the yeah. album, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm contributing to it. But you you know you'll just see people. There's all sorts in social media of you know there's there's people saying that this is. You know the, the best album since Justice, the best album since the Black Album. Yep. There is a there there is a there there is a, I think a reaction to it from some people that Death Magnetic definitely didn't get. Um, and I I mean you know I'm uh, drummer and guitarist in in Acid Rain. They 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 both you know they both really 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 like it. Oh great! Um, I'm, I'm pleased people do, and I'm not. Obviously, it's all yeah. down to opinion. And, and, yeah, and, and, and do you know what? I've I've said exactly that. I've been accused of sounding patronising, and I'm like, no, no, no. I really wanted to like it. Yeah. I'm I'm missing out here. Mm. You know, I'm if you're into well, it, and I'm not. If you're know, into it, great. Yeah. I'm not into it. Fine. Um, but I still think, give it two years, will people still have the same opinion? We'll see. Maybe yeah. two years time, people will be hating it. It's a classic, the best album they've done since the Black Album. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not much to live up to. <laughs> the run around with Dave Johnson to break out. Well, I, 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 it's funny enough, I, you picked up on something that, there that, that I've been saying in, in previous chats with other people about the album as well, which um, whilst, whilst Rick Rubin's um, shadow looms large over Death Magnetic, mm. if this is the result of no producer... Mm then we need to find a middle ground. They need a producer you know? who's sympathetic to them as musicians. But, yes, fan. but we'll also push them. I yeah, don't absolutely. feel like they're being like they're being pushed. You don't feel, because both Lars and James have said, oh, Greg is a great guy to have between us. And it's like, yeah, yeah you need somebody. You need someone ab- above you know, them ab- saying, yeah. look, that's not, uh, that's that why it comes it. back to Andy Stephen, the way he's worked with Testament, the way he's worked with Megadeth, the way he's worked with Accept. Yeah. These are three bands he knows and loves. And Amonomath as well. And Amonomath, but, but more of those two because they're old, old school racks, whereas yes. Amonomath are comparatively new. Yeah. But what he's done is go in there and say, I know how good you can be, and what you've done so far is not good enough, and I'm really not going to accept anything less than the best. And he pushes these people, and they listen to him because A, he knows studios inside out, B, they know he, he loves the music, and C, he's a musician. Yeah. And I think all of that works in his favour. And I'm not saying Andy Steve's the right guy for Metallica, but someone like that, someone yes. who is a producer, someone who go, will go in and actually tell them when it's not good enough, rather than saying, yeah, if you think it's fine, okay, let's go for it. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but... I, Greg Fiddleman's more of an engineer, I think, and nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Is he someone to sit down? Because Lars and James are known to butt heads a lot. We've seen it on, on DVD before. We've seen <laughs> yeah, the way yeah. those two butt well, heads. Well, apparently they, well, apparently they, they fell out for about ten days in this album. They, they stopped going in and, and, and didn't talk. They've got nothing. I don't know what Lars and James have got in common outside of Metallica these days. Um, yeah, outlooks on life. Uh, musical excitement. What do they have in common? It's rather like Steve Harris and Bruce Dickinson in Maiden, who've now come uh, over the 
period of years to an understanding yes. what we have in common is we lo love Maiden and yeah. we love working together in Maiden outside of Maiden there's no connection between those two there doesn't no. need to be we, but you see you see it funnily enough you see it on the making of um, uh, of one of there's, there's one of the um, one of the more recent albums there's, there, there's a very there's a, there's a lovely uh, interview and it's and, and, and they're edited back to back mm. with Steve and Bruce yeah. and it's Steve saying you know every you know every every lyric has, you know every 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 word has to be on a on a on a syllable and this mm. is how it has to go so you know so people you know sing along and then you've got and then you've got cut to, cut to Bruce going well 80% of our fans first la first first language is not English so it doesn't matter and you can just see right there you can see where there's you know oh there, yeah there's they, a very you know, very different outlooks very different viewpoints in life very different backgrounds with those two same yes. with Lars and James very yeah. different backgrounds very different attitudes and outlooks yes mentalities aspirations they're very different people well, you, you've got two people there who you've got two. Let's say you've got you, you've got two people in, in, in Lars and, and, and Bruce who had middle class yeah. upbringings where they were nurtured. Yes, you know, and your you, you Steve and your James were brought up a lot harder. Yeah, working class. Uh, yes. Very much, um, yeah. Um, what you achieve, you achieve through your own efforts rather than anything yeah. you uh, actually acquire from your parents or your family. Uh, or inherit from your families but uh, yeah and I, I honestly don't think James and Lars like each other there's no need <laughs> for them to like each other necessarily no? history's pr have proven that with so many great bands where the two main protagonists don't get on yeah but they understand each other they understand what each brings to the environment and into the band and I think that's what basically James and Lars have yeah uh, Kurt to me he's very lucky to be there uh, he's a safe option Kirk's nowhere near the talent of David Stain nowhere near the talent of no. David Stain uh, and Mustaine is I still feel and no disrespect to Cliff Burton Mustaine is the most talented person ever to have been in Metallica yeah and that's no disrespect to Burton because obviously what he gave was crucial absolutely invaluable as well yeah um, but for me that's why you need a strong producer in there to actually get the best out of Lars and James. Yes. Which means you get the best for Metallica. Yeah. And I don't think they've got it at the moment. And I think they... I don't know if they want someone in there who's strong enough as a personality to put them in their places. Well, I, I've, I've said this um, I've said this on other, on other chats and people will be sick of hearing it, but I, 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 when, I, when, I, when I see, for instance, you know, you know, Kirk's solos were, were all just jammed there and then as opposed to worked out and you can tell um, yes. and, you, and, and you go all the way back to that to that Black Album making of and Kirk Hammett doing his solo and Bob Rock just sitting there shaking his head going well that's not good enough exactly Kirk it's, hasn't done his homework yeah precisely Kirk go you away know, come yeah. back tomorrow I want you to have those solos nailed yeah and absolutely. that's what they need they need a Bob Rock type of figure who's got his own pedigree reputation and outlook to go and say that's not good enough you yeah. really think that's good enough you're prepared to accept that really yeah and that's what they need was it or as somebody else said um what they need what they need was um from some kind of monster what they need was lars's dad 
Yeah, just saying, right? No, I would delete it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Someone like that. Yeah. Someone like that. Is, but, this isn't good enough. And the fact that Kurt will go and say, oh, it's just jamming. I, I prefer to do it, though. Because you're bloody lazy. <laughs> Sorry, that's lazy. And you're not good enough. Well, also, I think, I, I, I think to be honest, you know, you know the, the band sign off on it. The engineer signs them off. Everyone signs off on every part of that album. Yeah. Um, but if if you Kirk Hammett, surely, even if everyone is saying, "Yeah, that's great," you've got to know that's not great. Absolutely. You know, and also it, it, it's it, it yeah it, 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 it for me. So like I, I I bought the remaster of Ride the Lightning recently, mm. and you know I've forgotten all about the star of the show is Kirk on that album. The solos are, you know, yeah, they're really you, good in that album. Yeah. We, if we if we if we sat here after a couple of beers and decided that we wanted to we wanted to whistle slash hum mm. slash sing every solo off Ride the Lightning, you probably could. Probably could. You're right. They were very good. You're absolutely, you know? absolutely right. Um, but since then, well, certainly since Master of Puppets, I think Kirk's been on a bit of a, a glide, shall we say, uh, a free ride to some extent. And what he's done on the last few albums has just not been good enough and because no one is sitting there and saying Kurt really come on um, he's getting away with it and that's what he is doing getting away with it but mind you you know what the other thing make three albums in uh, in 16 years one of which is an absolute disaster with no solos on it. yeah that's what happens yeah but you know he's on a free ride um, I don't know what Metallica will do next. I mean, obviously, they're going to spend two or three years touring. Uh, yeah. They pushed a lot of money into a disastrous 3D film, which yeah. flopped enormously. Yes. Uh, well, I, again, you, you've got to, you see, you've got to wonder about the hubris, and you've got to, wor- you've got to wonder about the management team around that. F- for me, um, agree, you know, letting the band take that kind of financial risk when movie studios wouldn't give them the money hello guys they do movies you do music what is that telling you you're right but to sign off on letting them do that that is that's not that's not strong enough management um, well I mean Q Prime are are a tremendous management team they've always been very 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 good but there again at one point they drifted away from Def Leppard and that's why Leopard decided we're going somewhere else because you're not really taking enough interest in it honestly, anymore. Although Q Prime had a lot to do with Leopard becoming so successful. Yes, they did, the yeah. same happened with Metallica, that they drifted away from being hands-on management and just become accepting. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but they have made some strange decisions. On the other hand, I mean, Metallica going their own route with their own label, total control. Oh, I, I know. I like that. I think that works. Which is fine, yeah. But, I, but I, I think I think the minute and do you know what? It, it's it's the minute you take a step outside of your industry, which the movie yeah. industry is, Absolutely. and decide you're going to approach that product project the same way you approach everything in the music industry, which is yeah, we'll finance it, we'll do it. No one tells us what to do, and it's cost them an a arm lot. and a leg, a hell of yeah. a lot, and it flopped. Yeah, and it could have been so much better. That's the sad thing. It could have been a really good movie, but it's ended up being a, a mess. Well, I went to see it at the cinema. I enjoyed it. I've got it on. I've got it on 3D Blu-ray. I enjoy it. But even but even the Blu-ray, I'm I'm sat there and I'm thinking. When it came out, I was thinking, surely, 
surely there's got to be an option where you can watch the whole concert yes, or, the and, whole. Or, or the movie yes. and then you watch it as it was presented at the cinema which is but no it's just the way it was at the cinema and that's it and yeah it, it didn't you know, work um, good idea it could have worked had it been done well but it, it wasn't done well um, yeah and Metallica are making too many of these choices now that, but they know they can go out on the road and they'll sell out stadia across the world they know there's still a massive live draw and there always will be yeah and good for them yeah. but I, I do wonder whether they really genuinely hand and heart feel they have anything new to offer uh, yeah. let's see um, Hardwire to self-destruct mostly it's got good reaction yeah it sold well in, in the early stages we'll just have to see how it goes over the next couple of years and whether in two years time people s still have the same positive view on it and yeah. whether the band still have a positive view on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as I, I say, they, they seem to be, they're pushing it hard. They seem yeah. to be very invested in it. Um, Which is well, nice to see, because they believe in it, and that's fine. You should believe in your new album. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, well, invested in it musically, invested in it emotionally, but also <laughs> invested in it financially, because Hardwired yeah. has got to try and fill some of the hole left behind yes. by the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got, um, make, they've got money to make up. They've got ground to make up in that respect. And that's obviously where merchandising will come in, tour tickets will come in, and uh, you can guarantee they'll be on tour for two or three years to try and make a lot of money back. I think so, but also I think I think I think you can see them doing two or three two or three tour, a year off, new album. I don't think it's going to be eight years. I think no, I, I think, I, I think we'll have a new album in four years. Yeah, twenty twenty. I reckon new album from Metallica yeah. is more than likely, yeah. and I hope that they actually really got their act together and they produced the killer that it will be nice for them to to do so it doesn't end up with a situation in 10 15 years time people saying well Metallica's recording career ended with a black album yeah that was it in terms of the, the last great album they made well it, it, it's it's the, the the strange thing about the album for me as well is that is the bookends mm. you've got you've got hardwired yeah which is a kind of like you know it's a little little blast from the old school yeah. and then you've got spit out the bone at the end which yeah. is and it's literally like it's like well we've got a thrash song either end yeah and in between got, is just just sort of fairly trad metal really yeah well there's nothing thrash about the album apart from those two you're right absolutely and there's no reason why it should be thrash no no reason no, not whatsoever all. for them to make a thrash album yeah uh, but it just almost feels like they put those two bits in so that people can still say oh they've still got their thrash roots well did yeah. Metallica ever really have thrash roots I mean the terms for no the, the genre grew up around them Yes. they were always bigger than that anyway yeah they pop they 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 they're responsible for popularizing yeah, well, yeah. Th thrash metal without a doubt but they've been they've been a heavy metal band who happened to have a few fast songs yeah. for, for many years absolutely and, and that's why my uh, you know I, I still think it you know it's amazing when you see people discuss online you say like oh I'm not skinning on you I mean take and just this for all or something you think well why why would you go back to the, the album to rep the, the reference point for hardwired is death magnetic mm, yeah you know, that's that's the reference point you know but people in their minds want to go back to what they would perceive as the glory days of metallica yeah those first five albums uh, but then metallica they've grown apart they've grown up they're different people to the way they were in the 80s uh they're, they're older they don't necessarily have to be inspired by the same music that they originally inspired them they've moved yeah. on from there and good for them why shouldn't they yeah, no, absolutely. And there's and look, there's people who got into Metallica in the load period. 
Yes. You know, who've, who've got to be happy with Hardwired, because that's the album, that's the yeah. period it reminds L- me of. Loads and Reloads are very much invested in this album. Yeah. And Loads and Reloads have some very good moments. Very good moments. Again, I think um, it was Metallica trying to be who they really were. And it, weren't, it wasn't totally accepted. Maybe they should have made one album of those two, but that's another argument. But there's yeah. some good stuff on there, and it showed they were intelligent. But it's funny because oh. you kind of come back to the Thank you very much. much. It's, it's, it's funny because you kind of come back to the it should have been one album, which is yeah. what we said, which is what we've said about Hardwired. And now you're looking back and saying, well, that's what it should load should have been as well. Yeah, I mean, Reload did sound like it was the leftovers from loads. Well, it's rehashed, isn't it? Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And uh, poor old Marianne Faithful, who sounded like they locked her in the studio and gone home and turned the lights <laughs> off. You know, her going la la la. What? Where is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I think it's. Um, but it, 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 the, the production, sorry, the, um, the the marketing of the album has been superb. absolutely spot on. Yeah, absolutely superb. Yeah, and of course, let's not forget the uh, the Lulu album, mm. the one with Lou Reed. And I know people hate it and think it's appalling, but I'll give them credit for doing something different. Yes, they work with someone like Lou Reed. Why not? Well, the thing is, as well, I think I think when you they quite clearly absolutely loved it. I mean, you only yeah. had to see them on later with Jules with, with Lou Reed. That, oh, no, they completely I mean, loved doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think that um, when when a band as big as Metallica do something like that, I mean, I, I do think that crosses genres because you've, yes. got, you've got Lou Reed fans also, you're going to think, yeah, wow, you know, this is, this is really, really out there. Yep. You know? Um, and, and it was, but let's face it, it was... It was never gonna. It, that re- that album really isn't for us. That is for them. Oh, totally. And, yeah. and what Metallica have done that's worked is do some things that are off the wall. The first metal band to play Glastonbury. Yeah. And they've ruined it for Maiden now. They probably <laughs> never want to do it now because they can't be the first. Yeah. But Metallica look to stretch themselves, challenge themselves, and that's the problem. When they challenge themselves and work with a Lou Reed or go to Glastonbury, it seems to come off to some extent because. They excited by the fresh challenge. Going in and making the Metallica album doesn't seem to challenge them anymore. Right. And that's why yeah. I think they need a producer to really challenge them and to really put them on the spot and say, and also, actually, maybe do something a little different and actually get in a dozen fans from the outside, obviously from the outside, uh, once the album's finished, and sit down with them and say, what do you really think? What's your honest opinion? Yeah. What do you think of this? Rather than have sycophants like, oh, isn't it wonderful? Well, this is, well, this is it. You see, the thing is, I mean, I, the the band have always said, look, you know, and you see them say, look, we we make music for us. You know, we yeah. make music for us. We make it for ourselves, and that's all we care about. And I could absolutely totally respect that. Yeah, well, that's, um, that's what but you the, have to do. But I think, but I think it's they're so far into their career now, where it's like, well, do we do we actually want to go and sit in the studio for six months with somebody who's going to give us a hard time every day? No, I don't. Think I'm do. not going to enjoy that. And I want to enjoy it. So yeah. do you know well, what? Forget it. At Let's point, just do it us. Yeah. You know. And uh, I think everyone. Any band who go into shoot, you have to make an album for themselves. But it have to be it has to be an album that excites them. Yes. And I do wonder whether Metallica are genuinely excited by this album. And obviously, if you start to second guess as I think they did in Death Magnetic, what do our fans want? You're heading for the slippery slope. Yeah. And uh, it comes back to a Bob Dylan quote, which is just because you like my music doesn't mean I, I owe you anything. 
Yes. And that's the point. You have to make the album you want to make, but it has to be the album you really want to make, not the album you made. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Time will tell. It's very early, obviously. Hardwired's just come out, and, and people loved St. Anger when he first came out. He got rave reviews. True, yeah. yeah Let's not forget true. that. And then a few months later, people are going, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell do we have? Yeah. He <coughs> <coughs> does come back to what I said earlier about Made in Metallica Sabbath and that is that people desperately want to love the albums, they desperately want to love the shows, they desperately want the bands to be brilliant because if they go and they're not brilliant and they're letting everyone down including themselves, somehow feels like metal is undermined yes. and the future of metal no longer looks rosy. Yeah. Future metal is fantastic, so many exciting bands around. We well, don't need Metallica to make a great album to reinvest metal. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, in, in, in which case, um, who, uh, I, I'm putting you on the spot here, um, who's really impressed you this year? What albums are you kind of coming towards the end of the year? Obviously. <laughs> Gojira. I love album. it. Great album. Oh, it is a great album. Superb live band. Do, and you know what? For me, that album, it's like, I, I mean, I, I've, I've got the last three Gajira albums. And uh, it, I'm not, it's not, you know, there's been bits on yeah. them that I've liked and it's never really clicked for me on, uh, uh, as yeah. an album. But Magma, yeah. I, I, as soon as I heard the, the two songs up front, I thought, yeah, this is going to be the one that does it for me. And it is. It's a really killer album. But you know, Testament, Anthrax, yeah, uh, those bands have come through with tremendous albums this year. Uh, it's been a year with some very, very good albums, thankfully. Mm. We've had some very strong records come out and hopefully yeah. it'll carry on to next year. Well, what I've heard, the new, the new Sepultura albums, the best I think they've done since Max Cavalera left. Really? It's a really good record. That's wow. out for a couple of months now. So uh, things are looking well, up. Well, thanks for the heads up for, yeah, well, uh, for 2017. Oh, yeah. Well, my my albums of the year of 2017. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so what's your album of the year? Uh, good question. I, I'm, I'm still building my, my list. I'd actually I'd, I'd left a place for Metallica. Um, so um, that's not going to be in there. Um, I think the the uh, Flotsam and Jetsam album that came out this year, I keep going back to it. There's some fantastic songs on it. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, and also um, Billy Talent, who are a band I have a, a very soft spot for. Five albums in and everyone's a classic. Um, Prong. Yeah, uh, Prong album's very good. That is... And Helmet. Yeah. Uh, ah, you, you, so you like the Helmet album? Yes, then? I do. Because that, that's, that's taken a bit of a sort of critical beating. I really like that album. I think it's a very, very good album. I think it's, a, again, it's them at their best. I, I know it's got a lot of negativity around it, but I really like what they've done. Right. It's a very good album. Prog as well, absolutely really impressed with that album. Yeah. Dream Theater album for me is superb. Really? The Astonishing is an excellent record. Yeah, I, 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 they just seem to have been, they're, they're, they're disappearing out of my realm of even wanting to listen to them anymore. Yeah, a lot of people seem to have sort of uh, been turned off by this album, but personally I love it. I think it's an excellent record. Uh, but there have been some a great records made this year. Yeah. And one hopes it will carry through into 2017 and beyond. 
Yeah, well, I've, I mean, I've got a few albums out of my top five that haven't quite got in it, like like Dystopia, mm. which is, yeah, which yeah. is a great yeah, album. Record, yeah. um, the Vector album, which if you can penetrate it, because yeah. it is, it's a, it's yeah. a huge slab of music. It and, is, and, and it's not like it's filled with filled with hooks, but that's what that's what Vector do. Um, but again, you know, it's it, it's 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 worth a nod. Um, and that, you're right. There has been there has been some great albums come out this year. This is an exciting period again for metal. And were we going through the eighties when record sales were so much harder than they are now? I think we were looking at the buoyancy being tremendous. But obviously, because of the way the music industry is really collapsed in on itself. Yeah. Except at, in Germany. Except in Germany. Yeah. They're blissfully unaware. Yeah. Of, of and what's carry going on, on doing what they do, which is yeah. tremendous. Well, yeah, and, and thank goodness they do because they because that German marketplace is propping up quite a few bands we yeah, like. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And obviously, a lot of bands are going to make a fortune on the road next year. Guns and Roses, yeah. Kiss, Deep Purple are touring. Uh, Alice Cooper's coming back again. Um, so there'll be a lot of bands out there looking to you know. And with the exception of Kiss, great to see all of them still doing it. Well, I would actually say, with the exception of Guns N' Roses. <laughs> okay, actually, do you know what? You've got me there. With the exception of Guns N' Roses and Kiss, yeah. great to I mean, see Kiss, them back doing it. Yeah, Kiss is what Kiss is. Uh, and, uh, it, it, it is, isn't it? But, but Kiss is almost, it, it, it's almost, uh, it's almost a Metallica, isn't it? It's just, exist in their own universe, Yeah. do what they do, whenever yeah. they do, do yeah. whatever they want. Uh, a bit like Maiden, really. It's it's funny. I was talking with a friend of mine recently. And we were saying about saying about you know Metallica, is, and then it's like, so what are you doing? Say, well, you know, we we'll we'll do a few weeks here and then on the tour, and then we'll come back and with families, and then we'll do yeah. this and we'll do that, and we've got these masseuses on the road, and they make sure we're all around. And then you and then you see, Iron Maiden, much older. Just get on with it. Oh, Maiden, we'll just we'll, we'll just do a world tour. Yeah, yeah. We're, Maiden, no, Maiden, do no, that. No fuss. They just go out there, do what they do, and yeah. are heroes to so many people. Yeah. And yet they get ignored by the mainstream. They always have been ignored by the mainstream. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Uh, well, I'm sure. I'm them. sure we've said this before, but I mean, Maiden, Maiden, re rehearsed and performed a stone's throw away from that Olympic Stadium. Oh and yeah. And yet, not one single thing in the Olympic in the Olympic celebrations, the opening or the closing ceremony. Not even mentioned. Be. Well, you know. I hate to mention the dreaded Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm pleased Metallica are in there. They deserve accolade and respect. We're a maiden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Absolutely. they should have be been in there before Metallica. Yeah, oh, oh hell yes. yes. And yet, never mentioned. Uh, yeah. Sabbath are in there. Um, Russia I'm, in there, which was good to see. No, I've, and personally, I don't think these bands need the approbation of being in the Hall of Fame because no. it doesn't mean anything. What does it really mean? However, I think Maiden deserved the respect of being in there before Metallica. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And a few other bands who uh, are in there or nominated. But again, to be fair, as you said, you know, they've never forgot their roots. Even in their acceptance speech, they were saying, hey, we'd like some other bands. You know, it's about time oh, no, we yeah. had some other bands in here. So, how about Deep Purple and Rush and you know, and they, you know, they kind of, I suppose they've opened the door a little bit. Well, you'd like to think so. And Metallica have never forgotten their roots. I have to say this about them: they have never forgotten people who were there in the early days. They've never turned their back on people, and that's nice. Yeah, and that that's, you know, a lot of respect has to be given to them for doing that sort of thing because other bands. Don't take that approach. Well, I think when I'm, I when I spoke to Jem about the about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm. and about the how 
you know, Metallica basically invited everybody pretty yep. much they'd ever worked with. Yeah, I, I was um, lucky enough to be invited as well. Oh, you were there as well? No, I didn't go. Ah. I couldn't make it, but I was invited. Ah. Jeff Barton was invited, Xavier Russell, myself. I don't know if any other journalists invited, but the three of us were certainly invited to go out there. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, no, it was absolutely. Nice absolutely. And Jim obviously went. Xavier, I know Xavier went. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, and I just think it's, you know, that is, that's, it, 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 well, it's classy, isn't it? Absolutely. It's classy. I say they, they do have some class touches, uh, and that doesn't reflect on the music yeah. they're currently yeah, sh- making. Shame, really. It is a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shame there isn't some of those class touches on hardware. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, I think they've probably got a lot more class about them than Guns N' Roses do, for instance. Uh, I, I, d- I, don't think, I don't think there's anything classy about Axel Rose. Well, that's another podcast. Yeah, 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 it, it is. Yeah. yeah, that's another podcast. Well, look, it's, um, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much for Thank spending you, time, Malcolm. It's always a, a pleasure. pleasure to see always you. a pleasure to see you as well. Great. Acid Rain for the Hall of Fame. Well, I think so. And 2018 is the big year, the new Acid Rain album. That's, oh, the, that's right. the next one everyone's waiting so for. So 2018, not 17. Yeah, right, I think okay. we might get it recorded in 17. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Look forward to that. Great, brilliant. Thanks a lot, mate. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> So there you go. That is um, that's the longest interview um, of all of the interviews for this um, this uh, hardwired special, and that's because um, it's Malcolm, isn't it? So um, it's just he's got he's just got. Once we get talking, we get talking, and it's quite hard to stop. Um, I, I, I just really enjoy the guy's companies. He's he's just so knowledgeable. He's just you know knows everyone and everything, um, and um, just a thoroughly thoroughly likable bloke. And I mean, I've I've been living in London for over twenty years now, and um, whenever I bumped into Malcolm, you know, over the years at a gig or always said hello. We've always had a little chat, um, you know, and uh, and even more so now because there's like you know I've done a few podcast interviews with him, and, and the band's back, and he was he was very very. Um, kind about um uh, well, it, it was full of praise for our, our show at bloodstock actually he actually emailed me the following morning to say that he really enjoyed the show um last night which was which is great i mean and again you know he didn't know didn't need to do that that was just really cool really nice um so uh, yeah I've, I, some of you might have noticed i i've got <laughs> i've got a little bit lazy i'm not even it's like i put the um I put the usual sting in there, the, da, 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 the which is from Creative Restraint by Acid Rain, the album Obnoxious, go out and get that. Um, but um, and I, I only did one on the previous podcast, and and then it was kind of like, look, I don't want to do anything that this laptop isn't going to like because it could go down any minute. Already having one, having had one BSD, don't want to have another. So I'm going to keep that theme going. Um, and uh, and I'm going to bring up our next um, interview. Now I'm going to we're, we're going to do the two lads from Shrapnel now, one after the other. You'll see why. Um, this is um, Top Man. This is uh, as, this is um, Shrapnel, and he's an acid rain drummer. He fucking wishes. This is um, this is Jonathan, drummer from Shrapnel. Hello there. Hello, it's H. Hey, no, that's me. Uh, how are you, Rod? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm smashing, smashing. Really? Are you are you, are you fully recovered? Um, I was a bit at work today, but uh, no, I'll be all right. So, you know, drink too much. It's normally uh, it's Nathan that does all that. So, is that is oh is that his um is that his um his regular position in the band? Is it? What no? Yeah, he uh. 
it's funny because every time he drinks, uh, I think he's a bit of a lightweight to be honest, but he drinks and then uh, his golf looks like he's got some sort of, well, disability, if you know what I mean. Ebola. He goes all, yeah, we all sort of take the piss out of him, but... Well, yeah. Uh, well, funnily enough, I did. I did actually message him uh, today and uh, accusing him of being a lightweight. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so you don't you don't have to be around him as much as as, as much as you for for it to uh, be that fucking obvious. Uh, it's every, we put I me. Mean, we practice every Sunday at where I work, and um, he comes down and he's like every, every Sunday's after fucking road trip every week, you know, and he's like, oh. You know, drinking this last night and, and whatnot, but I think he's just alcoholic, isn't he? Right. Well, well, just just so you're aware, uh, we are recording, and all of this will go in the final podcast. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make sure he make sure make sure you tell him to tune in. Is this he actually recording? Yeah. All oh, right. Well, I think they should come then. Who else is a come? Um, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's not with us at the moment. Um, what? He's dead at the moment. At the moment, yeah, he's, well, he's dead to me at the minute. Yeah, of course. So, no, he's living up in Austria at the minute. So, yes, of course, of course. But um, well, I will have, I will have actually said in the intro before, before you, before we have this chat, I will have said it's, it's, it's Jonathan, and you know we'd seen each other the previous day. Well, it, yeah, the previous day. Fucking hell. How bizarre is that? Yesterday morning. Yeah. yeah it's weird, actually. So, yeah. But no, it's not. I had a really good time, actually. Yeah, it was fucking great, wasn't it? Absolutely. Drive get, so, um, it's a long, old way, that. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is especially long way for you lot. Yeah. Seriously. So, <laughs> Anyway, dude, we had we had a brief the a brief the briefest of chats um, about hardwired dot dot dot, but who's buying? Um, and <laughs> and um, some people laugh at that, and some people just totally ignore it. Um, but I am going to continue to crack these jokes on every one of these fucking interviews. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm glad I'm glad Nate's not joining us. Because uh, he's an absolute Metallica fanboy, right? And he loves every bit of that album, um, you know. So I'm kind of glad he's not here. So I can. He said to me, "Don't slate it too much." So that's exactly what I'm not going to do. I'm just going to slate the shit out of it and be honest. So, well, it, it's funny. You should, it's funny you should say that because I'm. Uh, you know, I have my opinion, which I've I've you know regularly communicated to the uh, to dear listener, um, and and I I kept getting asked. Like, I seemed to get asked what I was, or, or I was asking people what they thought, and I think both Mark and Paul were getting, were getting like, I could see them getting visibly pissed off <laughs> at, 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 you know, me making my points or saying what I thought, because because it, it, it's like they they too are also Metallica fanboys, and um, and 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 this, I, I guess, it's really weird because it's like I, I don't know. You know, big Metallica fanboys who who really love this album. You know, if you're if you're as kind of harsh on it as maybe you are and I am, um, it, it it's like you've slated their mother. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, you, know, you get your sort of Metallica. Well, you get that with most bands, really. Um, 
but you get your Metallica sort of hardcore fanboys, you know what I mean? And I mean, I, I mean, I love Metallica, but um, you know, when it pisses people off, just slate it even all the more, you know what I mean? It just pisses Nafe off, you know. I, I'll do everything. I'll walk through broken glass, if, you know, just if, to piss Nafe off in any way I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because he's a cunt. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's great. That's uh, the guy the guy that you are in a band with. You're just going to absolutely slate him for the whole podcast. I like that. Um, um, and I, uh, I I am going to get him on if if he's if he's if he's sobered up by Thursday. I might get him on. <laughs> At least um, I spoke to him earlier. I was going like you know, hey man, you know, do you want to do this uh, this talking bollocks things? Later on, he was, uh, he was going, oh, no, I feel a bit ropey. I'm going, yeah, you have to talk, you know what I mean? He's going, oh, I've, I was vomiting and stuff when I got back. And, you know, it was, uh, bloody, playing a fresh band, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, should be, you should be out there freaking, you know, trashing hotel rooms and shagging birds instead of just sat at home whimpering, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, you should, or you should have some broken limbs from, from the pit. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, our um, our filling guitar player Al. I mean, I'll just mention him quick. I mean, we were you know talking about him a minute ago. How well he did. I mean, we only had a few practices with him um, before that show. He was awesome. But um, yeah, he was. He was. I mean, I, just, I was sat behind him, and you know, I was playing along. And all of a sudden, I'm like, where the fuck is he? He's jumped off the stage. He's fucking playing guitar with his wireless on in the pit. I was like, fucking hell. It was um, insane. That was. Yeah, well, cool. So, uh, you know, and they've just sit there bobbing his bald head like one of them Churchill dogs you get in your car. <laughs> so, you know, but um, and can we can we can um, we get back to Hardwired, please? Yeah, I'm going to leave Nate alone. I'm, I hope he listens to this. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make sure he. Does. I'm going to sit there and listen to it with him when it comes out. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, Brilliant. So, look, I I I remember actually. I actually remember it was in our dressing room uh, on Saturday night, and I said, "I said to you, so what do you, what do you think of Hardwired then?" And you just went, "I think it's shit." Yeah, well, I was still distracted really because I walked straight. I didn't know that was a dressing room. I walked in, and the first thing I saw was your, you know, you meeting two veg pointing at me. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're was, always. Uh, I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking about that. I mean, you know. <laughs> It's a lot to take in. It, yeah, it was actually. Yeah, yeah, it was. That sounds. Oh God, this is. Uh, so, uh, well, all oh, right. So you're saying that that you're saying that that uh, one word pithy review was was, was a little harsh, or uh, you know, you, you'd like to expand on that? What about it being shit? Yeah. Um, nah, I don't know. I, was, I mean, I, I love Metallica. Like I said, you know, I, I really do, and. You know, obviously growing up, you know, I mean, and to be honest, they are one of the biggest bands in the world now, aren't they, as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they have been for a long time. And when I first, I mean, when I first saw that they released um, the, the song Hardwired and the video, I was like, oh, Christ, you know. And uh, I was like, I saw it while I was at work at the time. I was like, I can't wait to go home and listen to that and crank it up. And put it on, I was like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Um I was expecting a. I mean, it, it it's cool that you know it, it's got the fresh element and stuff like that. But I don't know. I I, I don't want to sound too uh, 
trying to think of the word here. I mean, it's like I was, I was listening. I mean, I always listen to be the drummer. I listen to the drums, and you know, and I know Lars gets a lot of stick, but it's just it just does nothing for me. You know what I mean? It's I think it's just lacking a lot of you know um, what's the word? Help me out. I'm crap with words. All right. I, uh, I'm, I'm, okay. It's it's lacking um, good stuff. <laughs> Well, it's very, it's very, you know, uninspiring. That's the word I'm looking for. That, absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get you there, and and I mean, well, I, I look, I, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not kind of uh, forcing my opinion on anyone. You know, this is all about getting other opinion from other opinions from people. Um, yeah. But uh, my, my, just my take on the drumming alone is is, and I don't know if we talked about this weekend. I don't think I don't think we did. But for me, the the drums follow the music. It's like the drums do not drive those songs forward. They no. they follow. Yeah. It's literally like Lars is walking behind James, like he's just following him up a hill, and basically mm. the guitars drive it. And and funnily enough. Um, a friend of mine was saying, he said, look, Death Magnetic, he said, the guitars are more percussive than the fucking drums. Yeah, yeah. You know? I see that. Well, you know, my friend Anthony, who you know. Um, So, yeah, it was, I I, I, I don't know. So, from a drummer's perspective, obviously, I mean, you said that he gets a lot of shit. I mean, is is that, is that, is that justified? Um, Well, from a drummer's, point of view. I mean, I don't rate myself too highly anyway, you know what I mean? I mean, look at where Lars is and where, look, I mean, Lars is probably sat there sipping a fine wine somewhere. I don't know what he's fucking doing. I don't know. He's probably saying I'm a lot. Um, and I'm sat in me in me house um, in Norwich with my mum and dad in the front room. Yeah, but... You know what I mean? Look, Jonathan, I know what you're saying. <laughs> But everybody's opinion is valid because it's their opinion. And also, you know, there's, there's there's plenty of people out there who are sat in huge mansions who've done fucking horrible things and and killed and tortured people and clambered over people to get where they are. Doesn't mean make mm. them any more valid, you know. Um, yeah, and, and you know, you, you you're a drummer. You're also you're also what I'd call you know you're also a sort of new school drummer. You know, you're you're from a generation from behind Lars, so. It's it, it it's just interesting to get that take. I mean, it's um, yeah. I just I just find that, I mean, I know it follows the music. I mean, the music was fairly, you know, bang average to be honest. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm going by when I first heard the song Hardwired, and I heard that sort of riff, you know, the the main riff, and I just thought, you know. It, to be honest, I, I can't help thinking it just sounds like some, you know, 13-year-old in their bedrooms just picked up a guitar and written that riff, you know. It just it just sounds, like I said, very uninspiring. And, you know, I was expecting a bit more from, from Metallica, you know what I mean? Um, and the drums, like I said, it's just the same beat pretty much all the way through. And then the last bit of the song, the last, you know, few bars, he comes in with that sort of half-time beat. And I was like, I wish he'd just played that for the whole song, you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, it was, it was uh, I, I, that's the only beat in the song that I like, you know. I mean, well, there's only two to choose from, isn't there? So, um, <laughs> what, on the whole album? Yeah, so I went with that one. But, 
does that double bass bit, but I don't know if he does that live. I think, you know, well, let's I think they just turn the bass drums down for that bit when... You know, whoever their sound guy is, I'm not sure. Well, let's let's hope he doesn't do that double bass drum bit live because he's probably going to fall off his stool. <laughs> well, yes. If he tries well, to pull that off. Yeah, from from a drumming perspective, I I thought, yeah, you, I, I, you know, I was sort of like, you can do better than that, Lars. You know what I mean? How, how long has he been drumming? Like, you know, and for like I said, one of the biggest bands in the world, and especially, you know one of the most inspiring, you know, flash bands. Um, yeah, it was just like, this is shit. <laughs> no, I was given the... Re- and then I was like, I'll listen to that Moth Into Flame that came out, and I was like, oh my God, like, you know, can I put Hardwired back on again, the first song? You know, um, yeah, it was just, I was like, oh no. So have you listened, have you listened to the rest of, have you listened to the rest of the album then? Um, I've listened to, um, I, I didn't get all the way through it in the end. I mean, I just, I couldn't listen to it. Just I, gave you know, up. I bought it and, and whatnot, but, um, but yeah, I mean, even Murder One, I mean, you know, I like the fact that it was about, you know, it's about Lemmy, that one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I watched the video and stuff, but again, it's shit song, really. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... I think I mentioned you didn't you mention something about murder one the other night? Is that right? Yes, yeah. The 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 the, the well, it's it's yeah, it's, it's um the lyrics is the uh, is something I've got a bit of a thing with about the album. But that that is that is the song. Funnily enough, I was just talking to Chuck from Metal Socks podcast, and he was saying, yeah, it's a bit dodgy. And it's like it's that one where he goes like he goes aces low, aces high, all the oh, aces. Yeah. We got the aces. This is ace, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and um. Not quite as bad as Am I Savage scratching at the Am door. Am I Savage? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, I mean, I, there, there is some exceptionally poor lyrics on it, but um, which, which uh, you know, for me is is a real, real shame because I love Hetfield. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, but I'm also com- conscious of people listening to this thinking, fucking hell, how many times am I going to hear him say that? Uh, probably, probably a few more. So if you don't like it, delete it. You fucking twats. Um, <laughs> um, but um, uh, no, it, it, it's uh, it, the production. Fucking is I. I really like the production. I like the sound of it. But the, 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 but there is times where you think, wow, this production sounds so good. It makes Lars sound even worse. Because <laughs> oh. there's, there's yeah, I know. I mean, I, I I like the production of it, you know. Um, yeah. But saying I, I like Saint Anger, so I know nothing. So um, right, okay. So so okay. So Saint Anger or Hardwired then? <laughs> oh Christ! Um, no, nah, it's going to be. It's going to be Saint Anger for me. I, I did like <laughs> one. You know, really? Even though the the snare sounds like it's in a celebration tin. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. yeah, I do like that album. It was I, just I've just do you do re- you do realize? Sorry, straight you, up heavy. You know, I liked it. You know, it you do realize. I didn't take any inspiration from it though, but I, I did like it. You know, well, uh, all I can say is there's people going to be listening to this, right? And up until that point, they've been going, well, look, I might not agree with him, but you know, he's he's he, he's got his opinion and all the rest of it. 
And there's other people um, who have been sat there nodding along going, yeah, this guy's absolutely on point. I'm really agreeing with him. And then you go, <laughs> and, then you go and drop, I really like St. Anger. Yeah, I prefer that to Hardwired. <laughs> and everyone is now just fucking completely denying all, all agreement of any of your opinions. <laughs> Literally, they're going, I'm fucking fast-forwarding the rest of this bit. Jesus, this guy's like, this guy likes St. Anger. He's fucked. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I mean, I'm not. I, I, I like Metallica, you know, and like I said, I, I grew up listening to Metallica. But you know what I mean? I, they're my favourite band. Um, and yeah, like I said, I was disappointed with the new album. Um, but shit was the word you know, used. It's, it's kind of finished them off for me. That has, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I don't know if they'll do another album, um, but. Well, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed um, purely from the fact that I mean, a lot of people, you know, reference the first three albums or four albums or all the rest of it, um, which, which I, and which I, I understand because they're great records, but they haven't been that band for over twenty years, over twenty five years, no. over how many how many years? The the album I I'm using as a reference point for Hardwired is Death Magnetic, and well, yeah, and, yeah. and and I prefer Death Magnetic. You know, I, sure. I, I, th- I think All Nightmare Long is a killer song. I love, you know, Broken, Beaten, Scarred. I think it's got some real highlights on there. Yes, it sounds a bit manufactured. Yes, it sounds like Metallica trying to be Metallica. But if this is what Metallica want to sound like, then I'd rather they were forced to sound like a different band, like Rick Rubin made them. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not a fan of Death Magnetic either? Um... No, not really. <laughs> nah. So when when's the last um, time you saw them? I've never. Well, I'm, I'm going to make a confession here. I've never seen Metallica live. Right, hang on, hang on. This is turning into a fucking disaster. This is right. <laughs> so you prefer Saint Anger, and you've never seen Metallica. People are now shouting at the speakers. What the fuck is he on for? You should have rung me just because he's in a band and he plays the drums. <laughs> I know, all I know is this is really going to piss off Nath. Um, so, yeah. Um, I've got to, I've got to, you know, this is brilliant. I've, I've, got I've, never put... seen, I've never seen them live from, you know, I'd, I'd like to see them, well, I'd like to have seen them live before we release this shit anyway. <laughs> uh, I, don't think I'll bother, I don't think I'll bother now. Um, yeah. Fucking hell! I tell you what, you you are you are definitely the counterbalance to all of the fanboys that I'm, that that, that I've, I've had on here. <laughs> well, it's not, I mean, I've, I mean, I can, I've, I've made a fanboy to you know for a few bands, and you know what I mean. I mean, I love Megadeth, and I mean, I've, I've always preferred. I don't, I hate to do this, you know, and do that whole well, Megadeth Metallica thing, but I've always been a more of a Megadeth fan and I mean their new album I mean if you compare a lot of the you know Flash albums and well just latest you know metal albums in general like there's been some great albums this year um yeah I and mean, then compare the for me personally compare it to this Metallica album it's like it's just yeah it's just shit I mean that new Megadeth album Dystopia fucking ripping absolutely yeah. ripping yeah, no, um, I, I I agree. Yeah. I I do think I think dystopia is that is that is a, you know that's how that's how to come back from the absolute abortion that was super cunter. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, again, like I mean, as a as a you know proper Megadeth fanboy, I mean, you know, 
um, I went into it and I was like, you know, let's have a listen to it. And I just fell in love with it. And, you know, it was, I mean, if it had been shit, I'd have said it was, I'm quite honest, you know what I mean? I'd just, but if it was shit, I'd have said it was shit. So, yeah, you know, I'm not going to say something's good when it, when I don't feel that way, you know. You're not going to say something's I'm, good if you think it's shit. You're going to say, you're going to say you think it's shit. You are. <laughs> I said, you're not going to say you think it's good if you think it's shit. Because no, you it. think it's so, shit. But, um, but yeah, that 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 album for me, I mean, that's probably my favourite album of the year, actually, for me. Um, fucking, I was a bit thingy, like, oh, you know, I mean, I like Chris Adler's drumming. Um, yeah. And I was a bit like, oh, Megadeth, I don't know. But, yeah, he, he fucking... He, he really did pull it off. It's fucking great, you know. No, absolutely. I I love his um I love his drum work in um uh, American World. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love the way I love what he does on that song to keep it interesting. Yeah, you know. There's, no, he's done. I've some, always found him quite interesting, actually. Yeah, drummer. there's some. Lo- have, have you have you heard the Protest the Hero album he plays on? Oh, I've seen. Um, I've not heard it, but I've. Um, I've seen, you know, bits of like, you know, Protessa Hero featuring Chris Yeah, Al. Oh, mate. Yeah, do hear it, so. Oh, I, it, that, that, was, that was in my top five albums of the year. It's very technical. Um, some people hate the vocals. I love them. Um, but try, seek it out. I mean, it, it, it's great. It is really great. But, but and also, so is so's Dystopia. I mean, apart from... Apart from Dave Mustaine's impression of Donald Trump on pre the pre mentioned song um, <laughs> American World, which is fucking frightening, um, it, it really is. But uh, yeah, now, other than that, um, yeah, it's um, uh, it's it's a great album. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to make it into my top five. I don't think it's going to make my top five for the year, but it's, but it's very close. And funnily enough, I did the same thing. I listened. To, I, I was I'd listened to Hardwired. I mean, I've fucking spent two weeks in the company of Hardwired, trying to like it, trying to find stuff that after a few plays, I'd get it. Um, and, and and then I played, I played dystopia in the car and I was like, fuck me. I'm not having to try to like this. I like this. Why, why am I spending two weeks of my life trying to like this, this yeah. Metallica album? Um, and 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 I have, and I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people have said, "Oh, it's been like two weeks, and I've I've only just started getting into blah blah." blah. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm pleased for you, and I know I've I've been told that sounds really patronising, and I, and it's a shame because I actually mean it. For any Metallica fan out there who likes Hardwired, I am pleased for them. You know, well, yeah. I, I I wish I liked it. I wish I was raving about it. I wish I was. Yeah, I wish I was. But um, but it's shit. I mean. I mean but, I said, but it's shit. <laughs> I know it was a blunt statement, but yeah, I do think it's shit, if I'm being honest. So, I'm going to ask you a question what I asked you before when we had that cast. Um, it was, was it on the ferry? It was on the ferry, wasn't it? Yes. When, when we did the tour last year. Yeah. Um, about, yeah, does Lars listen to this? Yeah, yes. Because... Um, yeah, I wish you. I wish you did. Actually, I wish Lars listened to it. I I, um, I think it's his favourite podcast. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think you know he's. Uh, 
I mean, I know you do you do them every month, don't you? Is it that yeah. right? You do them in November and then yeah. obviously you just do one a month. Yeah, so I'm, I think he's sat there. He's more excited about this coming out than Christmas. Yeah. Well, without a doubt, and I think um, I, I think um, it, it works well because it's only monthly. If it was weekly, he wouldn't be able to keep up because he's quite busy. But um, yeah. with it yeah. be, with it being monthly, it's nice. Um, and and, and uh, you know, I've put plenty of announcements on the podcast about if you've got data limits, whatever you do, don't stream it. You know, download it over Wi-Fi. So hopefully, he's not going over his data limits um, on his on his mobile every month. Well, I think he has got some spare time. So he's obviously not practicing drumming, is he? So, <laughs> yeah, like, that's one of your that's one of your lines. That is, uh, is it really? <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you very much. <laughs> the last podcast, so I've used that a few times. You know. Oh really? <laughs> uh, whenever I've spoken about Lars, yeah, no, he's obviously got a bit of spare time because he's not practicing the fucking drums. <laughs> All right, well, I, I appreciate that, mate. Keep keep passing it off as your own, whatever you do. Um, the thing is, um, with drummers, you know, and, and to, again, back to Lars, I know, I mean, he's obviously getting on a bit and, you know, drummers do, I mean, you know, but at the same time, I mean, if you're, if, I mean, how much do they get paid, Metallica, you know what I mean? I mean, you'd think one of the, I mean, again, I'm going to bring Nate back into it, Um we were talking about it. He was going, you know, Lars, he was saying that Lars had never been good. Um, but I disagreed with that. I thought, totally. You know, I think, I think, Master, ago, I think yeah. Master of Puppets, on Master of Puppets, he's fucking outstanding. He's done some drumming parts. I mean, some really like, you know, really well written stuff, you know, and it doesn't have to be technical to be good. I mean, you know, if anything, I prefer, you know, drummers that aren't overdoing it and, you know, keeping it, simple and to the point you know that's that's what we try and do um you know and that's why i like your mark as well i mean he's just straight and to the point he doesn't overcomplicate it and that's what i love about drumming but yeah he said oh lars has never been good i was like yeah well, he has he has been good it's just like i mean i watched a video um they were playing at some um some festival in, I think it was New York called Global Citizens or something. I, I think that's right. Um, right. That was this year. And they were on like the same bill as, I can't remember who, but they had like a, a half an hour set in the middle of the day, Metallica did. They yeah. played like four or five songs. And uh, one was on there and I was like, oh man, you know, watching watching them playing one, it'd be great. And he just totally misses out that double bass bit. He's just playing like a single kick. Just, I'm like, you're not even trying, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and I know, like I said, I know we all get old. I mean, you certainly are getting on a bit as well. Um, I can imagine. Um, well, you all are. But, um, well, we uh, we we are we are, mate. But uh, you know, at least we've made it this far. At least we've got to this age. It's still something yeah. to you for you to aspire to. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, you know, when I look at other drummers, you know, that like I say, who aren't as I mean, like I said, Metallica, biggest, you know, one of the biggest bands in the world, but one of my favourite drummers and one of my favourite bands are, are Exodus and, you know, Tom Hunting. I mean, he's, I mean, the guy's, you know, in his 50s. I mean, I think he's about, I might be wrong, I think he's about 52, 53. I might have that wrong. Yeah. Um, and he's just still absolutely ripping it. You know what I mean? He's fucking on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even, like, 
called Bo Stuff. You know, I watched Slayer not long ago, and it's just on stage, it's just on fire. You know what I mean? They're all getting on a bit. Charlie um, Benante, man. Charlie Benante at fucking Bloodstock. Yeah. Amazing. That, he was, yeah, absolutely fucking ripping. You know, he was yeah. really fucking... That was the first time I saw Anthrax as well. Oh, right. And, and, um, and what, what did you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. And you're breaking up. What did you think? Of Anthrax? Um, yeah, I, 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 I loved it, you know. Um... I just, uh, I hate the song Antisocial, but they seem to play that every time, don't they? Yeah. Um, I just can't fucking stand that song. I no. haven't got a pint at that point. Me too. Me, a pint of piss to throw at the band. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, I can't, I can't stand that one. But um, yeah, no, apart from that, though, they were, they were on it. They were just fucking great. He's, he's, a, he's a big influence to me, to Oli you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, I tell you, he, I mean, he is. He's an absolute, he's an absolute fucking legend. He really is. Um, you know, when you put you put Lars up against any of them sort of guys. He's, he, I don't know. You just go back to drumming school, mate. You know, if in that in that sense, it's. Um, well, you know, all drummers yeah. are different, but he's just he's just downright lazy. It seems. Well, it's not it's, um, it's not even a fair fight, is it? I mean, you look at you look at the big four, and you're looking at uh, the dude who used to be in Soil Work, who's phenomenal. You're looking at oh, Buren. Is it for Buren? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking, he, and then you're looking yeah. at Bostaff. Uh, you're looking at Charlie Benante, and then you're looking at Lars making up that group of four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Conversation over, really, isn't it? Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah, like I said, if you compare, put him against any of that, I mean, like, um, I still remember watching, um, I think it was a few years ago now, there was a video of um, when Lars actually, I think he got taken ill at a, at a download festival, they were headlining no, one year. No one knows what happened, no one knows what happened, but let's just say he didn't make yeah. the show. But there was, and it was standing drummers, one of whom, of course, was Dave Lombardo. Yeah, and it was, I mean, I know he, by the video, I mean, he, he mucked up a lot, but fucking hell, I was like, you know, as soon as he got, you know, what, he, as soon as he left Slayer or got booted out, you know, um, he, uh, I was like, oh, please just join Metallica for fuck's sake or something. <laughs> just please someone else join Metallica, you know. Ah, oh, dear. Well, it's going to be very interesting to talk, speaking to Mark because I think Mark is just about the polar opposite opinion of yours. Yeah, but he's from Newcastle, so you know what I mean. So, well, I, I I know too many Geordies to to, to even comment at that point. So I don't know any, so I can get. Well, I don't know if I'll get away with that. I'll probably wake up with. Um, well, hang on. Yeah, and, and anyone, anyone who thinks uh, Jonathan there is uh, being disparaging of Geordies, um, just remember to come along to uh, uh, the Clooney <laughs> in Newcastle on April the second, and um, I'll help you beat the shit out of him. Uh, so, uh, now I tell you what, I um, I went to Newcastle not long ago to see Marks and. Um, it was to uh, deliver the most beautiful white drum kits that he bought off me. Um, Pile of shit. Absolutely, it was absolutely gorgeous. 
Yeah, um, so gorgeous. You had to it, it, hang on. It was well. it was so gorgeous. You had to drive from Norwich to Newcastle to get rid of it. <laughs> Just get the fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but that was the first time I went to been to Newcastle anywhere near it, and it was um, yeah, it was lovely, really nice. Yeah, I sat singing "Bog on the Tyne" all the way as well. So, <laughs> it was a, Brilliant. Not the not the Paul Gascoigne version, the abomination. But, easy, um, easy. Yeah. Any, anyway, Jonathan, it's been awesome. Um, thank you very much for coming on and um, and and to, uh, well, just saying everything shit basically. Um, well, I've had a bad day at work, so you know, um, <laughs> yeah. You like Hardwired, no. really, don't you? You just you just had a shit day at work. Yeah, it's my favourite album, really. It's just I've had a bad day, so uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, look, I'm I'm just I'm going to switch off. Um, I'll um, uh, catch up with you in just a second, but for the purposes of the show, thank you very much, um, uh, Jonathan from Shrapnel. Hey, nice one. Cheers. Um, what a top man Jonathan is. Um, top man. Um, and um, as you can see, I found it quite hard to disguise the fact that um, he'd never seen Metallica and, uh, and likes Saint Anger. So, um, so there you go. But all opinions are valid. You know why? Because they're just opinions. I mean, you know, it's those stupid cunts on Facebook trying to claim their opinion as fact that crack me up. You know, that this album is shit. You know, you're wrong. It's like, no. Although I must admit, the best one I saw um, was on um, uh, was on Blabbermouth, and it was and it was people. I was reading all the comment. I was reading a load of comments about Hardwired because, again, like I said before, that's as close as I get to doing research, reading numbskulls comments. But some of them are really cool, and you know, just searching for a general kind of consensus. Not that there will ever be one, but um, and and somebody posted about Hardwired. This is the greatest album of our lifetimes. Uh, a bold statement um, and, uh, and some guy posted underneath and said if you were born yesterday and died tomorrow maybe but otherwise you're wrong <laughs> um, yeah anyway um, so yeah that's Jonathan um, uh, lovely cool guy we're, as uh, um, uh, as I said we did a Christmas show in Bridgend Shrapnel were our support band um, awesome band check them out they've got a new album coming out very soon which um, I've heard bits and pieces of and it sounds fucking average sorry awesome <laughs> um, it does it is, um, it's it's really rocking it's really rocking um, and when I say rocking I don't mean like you know granddad rocking I mean it's proper thrash anyway um also, uh, as you'll have heard <laughs> referred to by Jonathan um, in <laughs> in that interview, the the uh, another member of the band is called Nathan, and um, and I interviewed Nathan after Jonathan, and um, it seems only right that we should have these two interviews together, given what Jonathan just had to say about his bandmate. So, here's my chat with Nathan, Nathan from Shrapnel. Hello, chap. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Not too bad. Excellent. Oh, let's have a sit down. There you go. So in, <laughs> How's it going? Um, yeah, good, man. Enjoy, enjoying your Sunday afternoon? I am, actually, yeah. yeah. Oh, Had a, uh, a grumpy two-year-old all day, so he's finally gone to sleep, which is oh, lovely. <laughs> sorry, I, I, th- I, th- I thought you said you've been a grumpy two-year-old all day. To which, of course, I was going to respond, well, yes, I'm used to that, having toured with you before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so have you recovered? Have you recovered from last week then? Um, yeah, it took me a few days. 
<laughs> yeah, it did, didn't it? Um, listeners, um, it's uh, we're recording this a week, just over a week since we played um, uh, Bridge End together, and um, uh, as as already um, as already outlined um, by uh, by Shrapnel Jonah, Drummer Jonathan, um, uh, Nathan was in a bit of a state. Um, for, the, for the next couple of days, due to some over enthusiasm whilst celebrating the the gig, I think. Yeah, it was horrendous. But to be fair, I was um, that, that we had that five hour drive back, yeah, from Wales. But um, it was a mix. By the time I got home, I genuinely thought I was going to die. <laughs> so, well, I got it... hit by like a fever and I was like ill for two days, and yeah, not good. Shattered. So, nice. everything. Nice. Well, I I just want to um, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, wanted to cap- catch up with you regards um, uh, regards your thoughts on um, rehardwired dot 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 and business is good. Um, we um, funnily enough, I think um, we we were going to try and do this over the weekend, and I, I remember turning to you in Cookie's kitchen whilst. You know, whilst violence was blasting on the uh, on the big screen there, and we just we just come in from the garden from uh, from having a, um, uh, a, a cheeky cheroot, um, and uh, and saying to you, we've got to do this podcast at some point, and the look on your face was just like, oh, yeah, we, we we can't do it now. I'm fucked. <laughs> I think I get to a point. I think it's like a um, I think it's like a six beer limit where my eyeballs start pointing the wrong way, <laughs> and then it's, uh, it's all bets are off, isn't it? So we were we, definitely. But it was it, it was past ama- that point. It, it was amazing because I, I, for a little for a little while there, I I actually thought you were acting more drunk than you were, so you could deliberately get out of the podcast just in case I had this idea <laughs> that um, I would just pursue it anyway and say no 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 we are doing it now and, and, and so like. <laughs> I mentioned the podcast, and you went, "Oh no, no, mate, I can't do the podcast." And then, and then instantly became more slurry and and and, and damaged. I think just in case there was a chance, I tried to press gang you into it. Ah, oh, that'd have been a train wreck. Um, it it would have, it would have. Um, and to be honest, the look of terror on your face when I said we should do this podcast, we should, we need, to, we still need to do this podcast. Um, and the look of terror on your face. At the thought of actually doing the podcast at that time, it was like, that was enough for me to go. Oh, this isn't happening. Yeah, definitely. Not. But um, yeah, yeah, that would have been a, that would have been a car crash. But anyway, anyway, um, good to see you guys um, last week, and um, always a uh, always a pleasure to uh, uh, to play with you and um, uh, listen to your tunes and your your delicate young banter. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's great. But anyway, one subject kept raising its head. Funnily enough, during the um, during the, during the course of the weekend, didn't it? it? It it kept it kept coming up in conversation as it was like bad smell, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it's it's the new Metallica album, and I mean, you know, that's you know, here I am doing the podcast. There's there's I mean, there's just so much chatter about it. It's it's untrue chatter, as I believe the um, the uh, secret services would re- uh, would refer to it um, as yeah. we called to as, as we should probably refer to it um, knobheads defending their position because uh, that's all anyone ever ever does they defend their position they don't they don't actually have a debate and that's I, I'm one of those I'm perfectly holding my hand up here but, th- <laughs> but there is no debate going on there is you telling me why I'm wrong and then there's me telling you why you're wrong and and that's yeah absolutely it's just it's just basically defending positions and like you know and, and that's all it is but but it's fun you know it's fun so fuck it, it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but anyway, yeah, like a bad smell, it kept coming. Needless to say, um, I've had uh, Jonathan on the podcast already. Uh, Jonathan, um, I'm not going to tell you what he said. I think you're going to have to listen to it. But needless to say, the, these two interviews are going to go back to back. Um, so um, uh, Jonathan is is somebody of interesting views. Um, uh, liking Saint Anger and never having seen Metallica live, I, th- that's a bit of a car crash. I should I. I I really wasn't expecting to, that that to come out during during a podcast interview about the new Metallica album. So um, uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, but Jonathan had a lot to say, and I, I think you're probably going to have a lot to 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 say as well because I believe you are um, a, a big fan. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a pro hardwired person, definitely. Um, pro, pro hardwired does sound like pro, some, <laughs> it sounds like some yeah. sort of new new sort of heavy metal political party, doesn't it? I kind of um, I went home after, actually after the bridge end. I was kind of listening to it again, like thinking, "Am I an idiot? Is is this shit?" Because I because <laughs> <laughs> I've done that in the past. So like, um, I, I like some anger as well. And I've had an on again, off again relationship with. Uh, some anger and I, I loved the last album for what, six months and then probably haven't listened to it back to back since <laughs> well so, it's funny you should like, say oh, maybe, maybe that... it's just the excitement and i'm gonna think this is shit in another few weeks so well it, it's it, it's funny you should say that because i'm uh, i'm i've kind of I, I kind of agree although when i go back to death magnetic there are still highlights like that was just your life and yeah, um and i still think um, that the the well, like I said, I'm 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 more of a fan of of Death Magnetic than Hardwired. Um, which which I know is weird because Hardwired Hardwired does sound less forced. Um, but I just think there is, you know, I I think All Nightmare Long is the best song they've written for a very 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 long time. Um, and that includes Spit Out the Bone, which it was Spit Out the Bone, which I think is massively overrated and only really gets the cre- is only really getting all this jizz all over it because it's at the it's at the end of a very long journey that you just fucking wish would end. Um, You're gonna hate my view on that thing because that's, that's the, my favourite song I've done since 1988. <laughs> well, they, well, that's a good place to start then. So basically, what I'm saying is, Hardwired is a lot like your journey from Bridge End. It's a fucking long way for no reward. <laughs> <laughs> really when I got home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your reward, your reward is you're still alive at the end of it. That, that's it, really. You know, bruised and battered. So you, so you're a massive, you're a massive spit out the bone fan, are you? I am. Yeah, I am indeed. Mainly the vocals, actually. Right. Um, okay. That's, I think that's my thing with this, and I think this is why I can stick with it because it doesn't sound shit, which is lovely. Because it seems to me to be a um, an argument over. You know, so we can argue over the last album, and it will end up revolving around production and yeah, you know, the same with some anger. It's not so much well. I mean, the music some people hate, but it's you know about the idea of it and you know the lack of souls and these crazy ideas that they have had. But the new album, it's you know, it's certainly not the best sounding thing in the world. Modern production, but yeah, a bit of an iffy one, isn't it? But it sounds like a good modern metal album, um, and the the arguments seem to be about the actual music, which is. You know, quite a nice relief i suppose um <laughs> good point <laughs> I mean, good point me hitfield sounds the best he has in in 25 years so and it, unfortunate that he's um he's talking such utter shit with the fucking childish <laughs> pathetic worst lyrical performance of his entire career 
<laughs> Isn't that thrash? <laughs> I, mean, I you know, I'm just just opinion. put just putting my humble opinion out there. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I don't care. I don't think I care with thrash. I think I'm not expecting what? Those stuff. What? It's, it's, what? You know, you fucking I don't, what? I don't care ab- when it comes to no, thrash. I don't, I don't care about what people are saying. Sometimes I do. I mean, Megadeth. I love the old stuff. The sort of you know the the political anger behind it. But I mean, Metallica has never been. About lyrical content, is it? I mean, yes, no, for, no, no. wouldn't exist if it wasn't for for someone else's work, you know. No, no, absolutely. No, I'm sorry, I'm going to totally disagree with you there. I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I think, fucking hell, Master of Puppets, the actual song Master of Puppets, is Hetfield writing about people who do drugs and are dependent yeah, on yeah. drugs to get exactly. through the. And he realised years later, whilst going through therapy, that going going back through his old lyrics, he could look at stuff and think, "Wow, that was I was actually." writing about myself minus the fucking drug at the time i was actually just writing about myself uh, and and there's there's all sorts of um uh deep lyrical content that hetfield has written and i think uh, and and that's why i'm i'm so disappointed in this album is because i high, hold him to a very high standard the standard he set by the way um and i just think i mean fucking hell jesus christ even spit out the bone. Hello, have you heard of Fear yeah, Factory? But, have you seen also, Terminator? Yeah, but, yeah, but melting, yeah, but machines melting humans is pretty fucking cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I thought it's you didn't care. Right. I, well, actually, no, you obviously don't care because that is like you know pretty pathetic. I mean, it is. It's just fear, it's Fear Factory all over. It really is. Um, where do you set the line? Where do you set the line for lyrics and thrash? So I mean, you know, Exodus have got a song about angry fish. I, no, no, abs- no, no, I, yes, but yes, but Exodus to you know with the greatest will in the world, Exodus have never ever been about um, their lyrics have never been anything more than either grotesque or violent or you know that's that's what they're about. There's nothing <laughs> yeah, wrong with fine. that. But you know Metallica, fucking hell, on the second album we've got you know they're talking about people being killed needlessly in the electric chair. Um, or they're they're very concerned about people being falling into ponds and accidentally getting trapped under ice. Um, <laughs> uh, but fade to black, mate. Fade to black. I mean, that is that is a, a a beautiful song with absolutely beautiful lyrics written by you know written when they were fucking teenagers. Um, the horrors of war in Disposable Heroes, which which is fantastic, and the you know all about the you know and and Leper Messiah dealing with the eighties. Uh, TV evangelists and all the rest of it. I mean, I, I, you know, they, they have always, they have always, um, I think, been slightly, you know, slightly above that kind of sort of jokey thrash lyrics you're referring to there with Exodus, and that's why, mm. that's why I'm so disappointed. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I think you, you only have to go back, back as far as Death Magnetic to hear great lyrics from Hetfield. Great. Um, insightful lyrics, stuff that is obviously that has come out during his counselling that he wants to deal with lyrically, and um, uh, and then just some, you know, some really great lyrics. That was just your life. There's some fucking brilliant lyrics in there, you know, drowning when all mm. I need to drink, and some fucking fantastic lines in there. And then it comes to this, and it's just fucking garbage. Shove your <laughs> halo of no, fire up your ass. I think I agree. I just um. That obviously didn't turn me off it for some reason. Um, 
Yeah. So I think it's maybe I don't know. I think it's maybe just the sound of his voice that's back for me that that I care about. Maybe. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Look. Look. You know. I'm just me, and I'm. I'm. You know. That's my opinion, and really, this is about your opinion. So great. Your your chuffed Hepfield's back, and he's sounding more Hepfield yeah. than ever. And I completely agree. I do think his delivery. Um. De- I mean, garbage lyrics, but um. But you know, <laughs> we're all allowed the old garbage lyric, and um, um. You know, I've I've got I've got fucking three albums worth um but um <laughs> but you but you know I, I i agree and i actually think as well that his his attack and delivery on spit out the bone i would also say is vastly different to the rest of the album mm, yeah there's definitely more effort been put into it and i think you can hear like um i don't know it's maybe gone too far but there's a little a few inflections on it that almost go back to, to 86 yeah a little bit no 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 I, I agree man this is amazing but I think maybe that, maybe it's, um, and that's the bit I'm hoping doesn't wear off because that's what's happened in the past with their new stuff. But, um, I don't know, I stopped being overwhelmed by, you know, with the last album, they were playing fast again. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then other things crept in. Yeah. And I started noticing that, you know, what everyone was talking about with the clipping and the, the kind of the shitty sound. And that really started to put me off. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen again. Um, hopefully after this, I won't go listen to it again and, Start crying about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you yeah, know, it's, that will wear off. Um, it's funny you should sure. say that because I, I, I do think, and 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 this is, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm offering this up. I know I'm going to sound like a cunt because it's a cunty thing. <laughs> it's, it's a cunty thing to say. So there you go. Um, but I, I genuinely think that a year on from this album, I genuinely think people are be going are going to be really reassessing their reviews of it and going. Yeah, right. This is this is a pretty average heavy metal album, and that's it. Um, yeah, yeah, but but I think, again, yeah, I think you're probably right. Well, no, look, right. look again. But that is just me. You, there is some absolute highlights for you. You're you're a big fan. Um, you know what? Because I, I I mentioned um, I mentioned one song. I think that I, I couldn't fucking stand, and you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm just getting into that." <laughs> I think um, there's been one of the sort of much maligned ones on there. Is um, "Am I Savage." Oh. Songs on. Absolutely, absolutely love. I think I, I think I mentioned the word Black Sabbath before, and you nearly punched me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. And to be fair, to be fair, um, Nathan, a lot of people are talking about Sabbath about this album, and I don't know why because because there. I mean, you know, for me again, there's a severe lack of great riffs on the album. Um, they're very dirgy. There's a real mixture of influences that come through the album, and that that's something else that bugs me about it is. For the first time, I'm going, oh, bit of Sabbath, oh, bit. Of that. I'm thinking, hang on. So, so when's this going to sound like Metallica? Why, <laughs> why are these fucking, why are these influences so obvious all of a sudden? And and, and you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm I, that again. I'm, you know, that's just my observation. I'm supposed to be asking you about yours, so apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I find I find it more of a, a bit of a mix of all this stuff, really. I mean, there's there's obviously load and reload in there. Is a hell of a lot of I think it's I think it's those two plus the black album meets Kill 'em all to me. Um there's little but yeah, I think they've been on some sort of weird I know you can even see it in their dress and in, in, in the way they've been acting over the last few years that they've obviously been listening to a lot of motorheads. Obviously a lot of Diamond Head again and things like that I think have sort of reappeared in it. Um, I don't know, I think that's maybe why I like it. I think Savage definitely sounds like it could have been off the newest uh, Diamond Head album for me, which I really, really enjoyed. I know some people were disappointed, but that same sort of 
floodies of heavy metal. It just seemed to be really enjoyable. Maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. Mate, mate, you know, please don't don't feel like you have to defend your opinion because your opinion (laughs) is your opinion and so is mine. And, you know, we, we, I don't like it. You do like it. And, you know, I'm I'm in, I'm in no way. And and this is what, this is basically what I was referring to earlier. It just cracks me up when people are like arguing about it. And, um, Funnily enough, I'm, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, somebody recently was messaging me about it, and then it, and they were because they love it, and they were like, "Oh, but how many times have you listened to it?" I was like, "Well, I've had it for a week, longer than you," and <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, but what about this and what about that?" And I, I was just like, "Look, just hold your fucking horses. I'm not twelve, okay? There's nothing you're gonna say that's gonna make me like it." And you know, it, they were starting to sound like, um, they were starting to sound like a. Um, a um a Bible basher, except their Bible was hardwired. Do you know what I mean? It's like I like yeah, this so much nice. that everyone should, and those people who don't just haven't figured it out. And it's like, no, that is so fucking arrogant. It's ultimately, it's just what we all hear. And you know, you hear a vastly better album than I do, but that's you know, that that's that's basically that's good for you, bad for me. Because um, I I wish I did <laughs> I wish I did like it. Um, I don't think it's without, I mean there's no way it's about his faults I think the arguments not I haven't really had arguments it's just been like I think there's been a similar record I think me and you have both spotted the same issues with the whole thing like you know some some dreadful lyrics and, and Hammett's playing is not great well, it's, it's not good at all is it let's be honest it's um, fucking it's horrendous bloody, that's the words but I think there's, there's there seems to be two types of people um, that I've spoken to and I seem to enjoy it in spite of those things, and some people don't enjoy it because of those things. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think you've got a real I think you've got a real point there because I think uh, the, 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 I think the test will be if in a year's time I'm still still playing it. Um, that would be the test. But at the minute, I'm still finding it really really enjoyable kind of thing. But uh, it's very, that's one of the critiques of it as, as well, I suppose, for me. I've been enjoying it in the car. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> You know, is that, is that what you want from a Metallica album? I think, you know, I've got a lot of different types of music I like, so I think it's just one thing that I like that's come out this year, so it's not sort of um, my world doesn't revolve around it and I can enjoy it. But, yeah, I suppose if it's if it's something that you really want to be the number one album of the year, I can I can see why you'd be disappointed, but, yeah, yeah I don't know. That's still, understandable. Still enjoying it. No, that's fair enough, mate. I mean, you know, I um, uh, uh, look. I, I I wish I I wish I liked it. You know, I I, I wish I did. Um, but um, I, without doubt, like I said, I, I think the production is phenomenal. Um, but to go to go back to what you were mentioning about Kirk there, um, you know, uh, fucking hell. Well, was didn't that article come out while we were actually down in Bridgend last week, where it's where Kirk Hammett's being interviewed and he and he, he's kind of like he's blown away with how the solos have come out and it's like we were all sort of sat around giggling kind of going <laughs> I like I can't understand it yeah. he's like really chuffed that he managed to um, I can't remember what he said is it, uh, he was really happy that he improved the whole thing yeah like, sort of, that's not good man like this well, no, well, that's only... the one thing I can't get past is, is how I mean some of them are passable aren't they there's some that are just they're there they're not particularly offensive um, but you you expect more already, don't you? There, there was there was opportunity and scope there to sort of really put a bit of effort in and make some some memorable parts. But yeah, you kind of definitely dropped the ball. Well, look, in nearly in any of these chats I've done with people, whenever we get round to Kirk, it's you know I, I, we always end up talking about the Black Album documentary and you know Kirk laying down a solo and Bob Rock going, uh, Kirk hasn't done his homework. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like go away and come back with a guitar solo that's good enough for this song, because that isn't. That's shit. Yeah. And, the and... weird thing is, I mean, I don't know if you heard the newest um, Nexus album. Um, he did the uh, the shred on um, that stole the wing, didn't he? Yeah. And it was genuinely pretty good. Sat really well with. Um, I'll, what talk, Holt was doing. I'll talk to you. I'll, obviously... I'll talk to you off air about that solo. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Is he not? Is he not capable? Is that what I'm saying? I will talk to you off air about that solo. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would hope that he is. He is uh, capable, but um, well, yeah. yeah, I, don't I, just, yeah I, I don't but... know. I don't know why. It's, it's one of those uh, part of the mystery of Metallica, isn't it, these days that they just make some decisions which just blow your mind. I mean, you're the one of the most well-known heavy metal guitarists in the world. You're known because you this is your job for making this noise. Yeah. And you, uh, you fuck it up. I just don't... <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. And, and not only that, but I mean, you know, if... if the, the, the solos don't just don't have any... They don't have any meaning. They don't have any... They don't contribute to the song. That's the whole point of a... You know, metal... The whole point of solos in metal, in thrash, whatever. It's, you know, we're mm. one, it's one of the few... Uh, genres of music that has fucking guitar solos for fuck's sake so when you get so you know they're there for a reason and they are there to communicate something that the rest of the song is communicating but in a different way it's there to add something it's there to um you know it's 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 there as a part of the song you know it's almost like it's as important as the vocals you know, yeah, it's a climax, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, and I mean, great. It's, it's, I really feel like each shred that comes in maybe just dips a bit, and you kind of like ask the shred, right? Let's get past this. <laughs> well, but all great solos, all great solos, you sh- should be. You can fucking sing them. Do you know what I mean? You can. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, 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 you know, you, and it's like you get to a certain part in the song, and we all know the solo, and it's just it's a real shame. But but having having said that, did you see that other interview with Hetfield that's out at the moment? where they were talking about, and it gets to the subject of Kirk. And Hetfield is just like, yeah, you know, Kirk's, um, you know, he did bring riffs and things, but, um, you know, Kirk just wasn't, what just wasn't there this time. Just, I did, you know, yeah, he just, um, he's, he kind of hands him a bit, doesn't he? It's kind of, ooh. <laughs> but then he, men- he, men- he mentions the iPhone getting lost and then laughs about it as well. Just like, ah, that's not it, it's just... He was shit. <laughs> That's well, what it comes across as, doesn't it? It's just it just didn't turn for a, for a shift, really, kind of. Well, I think, I, yeah, it was it was kind of like, you know, basically, it was it was kind of weird because it wasn't it wasn't sugar coated in any way or anything like that. It was literally Hetfield there going, yeah, just not up to it, is he? Really, you know, just didn't <laughs> just didn't bring didn't bring didn't bring anything to the table that was you know that was even workable into. Uh, you know, into a riff, and, and I mean, and then he he does sort of kind of go off about, well, you know, it was just me and Lars, and that's how we've done it for years, and all the rest of it. But I don't know; it just seemed it it did seem a bit harsh, I have to say. Mm, it's just bizarre, isn't it? Because um, I was quite excited about it because he's been um, you know, he's been spotted hanging around with Death Angel playing live with them, isn't it? He's been on the Exodus record, yeah, um, been kind of curating some some festivals and stuff like that isn't he or yeah well he just seems to be more visible in the thrash world kind of thing over the last few years and um i would have thought it would have rubbed off um and yeah just kind of that's the weakest point of the album in my opinion but again i mean it's 
I still like it in spite of that. So there must be something going on there, which is keeping my my interest, really. I suppose. But also, also Kirk is Kirk's produced a pedal. Kirk is doing his Fear Fest um, festivals. Kirk is yep. being seen playing with these other bands, and Kirk is basically doing a lot of stuff to fill in the time that um, uh, he should be writing because there's no fucking point. Um, it seems to me, uh, do you know what I mean? It's, it just looks like the guy's doing a lot to, fill, you know, to kind of get to get his self-expression out. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been what eight years, isn't it? It must be bizarre. Um, it's some of the uh, obviously the big four, and um, you know your Death Angels, yeah. I don't, I don't know. All the Bay Area bands have been banging out some pretty good albums as well in that in that yeah. place of time, haven't they? So there seems to be sort of acknowledgement there from him that yeah, I want to be busy. I want to be doing stuff, and then it's it comes out with this stuff. I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It, it that is definitely disappointing now. Uh, but, in, in but in that interview, Hetfield also says that they basically spent eighteen months working on this record. Now, can I just say, eighteen months working on that record? I mean, where do I start? But anyway, the point I want to focus on is the solos, right? So basically, what the living fuck has Kirk been doing for eighteen months? No riffs, and just do the solos on the day. <laughs> so seriously, you're a lead guitarist. What the fuck's he been doing? I, I have no. I mean, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not, no I want you. To, I want you to answer that. You must know where Kirk Hammett has been and what he's been up to. That no surely, idea, and I know it's you and Kirk. You and Kirk are big mates. <laughs> I, I don't know. How, I mean, playing how many shows they do. You know, playing. You're, you're shredding every night as well for. 90 minutes to two hours a night and he still sucks i don't i don't understand no explanation i mean you i don't know some some people will get really note for note for an album and stuff like that other people will start worrying two weeks beforehand but at some level yeah you have some kind of like you know you can sing an idea in your head over a section you kind of yeah yeah you know you get a feeling how it's going to start how it's going to finish and you, you might blunder there a bit but there's the idea that this just I mean, it's, that's non-existent. It could have been two hours of shred to a click track that's just been fucked up and dumped in. <laughs> yes. Uh, wow. It's almost like it's almost like that could have been done. Yeah. 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 Well, I tell you what. what let, let, just, I like this album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you do. You do. Well, look. I'm, well, look. I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring it to a close there because we've got. Um. I, I, uh. Everybody's getting about twenty-five minutes, so you're up to about twenty-eight. So you've done well there, mate. Um, and it's great, and it's great to hear. Just finishing off there with, I like this album, <laughs> <laughs> but I like this album. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna go listen to it again and wonder if I'm wrong again. But <laughs> gosh, you know, you for somebody who loves this album, you don't seem terribly <laughs> confident in your own am, opi- in your excited, own opinions. I, I love, um, I love the choruses. I love the. Uh, I mean, you had a go a go at me about this the other day, didn't you? I was really excited that there was reverb on his voice again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mean, know if marker of a good album or not, but I, well, well, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's funny though. Again, when Hepfield, I heard Hepfield say, like, you know, um, this time round, I knew what was missing from our music, and and that was that was a really interesting phrase that he said. I knew what was missing from our music, and so you've seen the return of you know a lot of guitar harmonies and you and, and mm, vocal yeah, harmonies definitely. and things like that, which is great, and and it kind of makes me you know 
think, well, maybe the next album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in like twenty twenty eight or whatever. <laughs> well, no, I, I funnily enough, I was talking to Melton Dome about this. We reckon four years. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll bang another one out sooner. I think. Yeah, I I, I, I do as figured, well. Um, yeah, chop some of the chop some of the stodginess. Bring back some of the the, the really great bits about the last album. Um, yeah, I mean, if the last album had this production, I'd still be raging about it. To be honest, uh, well, I I would as well, and I I agree with you on that point. And I just for me, the album as a whole is just very disappointingly one paced. It's just a, a you know, apart from a hardwired, you know, it's bookended by two fast songs, but mm. in between, it's just ploddy. It's just fucking. It just yeah. It just plods. I think this is where I was quite lucky because I really enjoyed. Um, so people would you know, hammer and murder one um, and man unkind. But I really really enjoyed man unkind. Um, so I think when I knew okay, so this is this is apparently the worst it gets. I really enjoyed it. So I don't know. There's just different ideas in it that I really liked. I loved the um the verse patterns on um, man unkind and hear the vocal hooks and stuff. I, just, I really enjoyed it. So uh, yeah. I think I was, I was... That sense, and the other people like, "This is shit and slow." <laughs> We're just, <laughs> just ropey lyrics. I mean, just man unkind is just like a, yeah. I mean, do, that is, that is do you know what I mean? Oh, I see what you've done there, James. Oh, you fuck. I mean, to me, that is a that is the that is a that is a lyric. That is a one word that that would normally make it into a Hepfield lyric, and and you'd think, oh, that's interesting. Not, but instead, this time it's the title. It's ba- the, the the chorus is based around it, and he's. It seems like he seems to be hanging this whole song off this fucking genius word I've just come up with, man unkind. Get it, mankind, man unkind. It's just like wow, standards have dropped in the in the lyrical camp there. Um, it reminded me of Peter Andre going on and on years ago when he was in Celebrity Big Brother. When he was, uh, oh no, it was a. Uh, out in the jungle when he was going on, yeah, insania. I've got this word, insania. And what I've done is I've taken the word insane. Let me stop you there, uh, Peter. No, no, no. I've taken the word insane and the word mania and I've put them together, insania. And it was just like, wow, you have learning difficulties. You, but isn't that what Jeff Tate called his um, brand of wine? Who? Jeff Tate. Queen's right. Jeff Tate. That was equally irritating. Fucking hell. Well, look, thank you for that awesome bit of heavy metal uh, trivia at the end there. Nathan, it's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, uh, it's good to talk to you as always. And uh, you get back to working on those solos for your album, yeah? Yeah, you made me depressed and upset now, so thanks. <laughs> oh, I, did, you... I didn't mean to do that. Happy Christmas. Thanks, mate. No worries. No worries. And there is, uh, there's, well, there's that. There it is. You just heard it. You listened to it. You know, what do you think? Um, insert your opinion here. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I felt a bit bad after that. I felt like I felt like I'd kind of ruined, or at least tried to ruin, Hardwired for Nathan, as he seemed to get more and more depressed as the interview went on. It was like, well, yeah, maybe that is shit. Maybe it's not. Um, but. Um, uh, he's he's a good lad, as are all of the boys in um, in Shrapnel. Um, they, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I really feel like our kind of um, our uh, our surrogate sons, as it were, 
um, uh, top lads. Really love playing with them. And, um, you know, they, uh, as I said, new album's coming out. You've got to keep an eye out for that. I'm going to be playing tons of it um, on the podcast. So um, do keep an ear out for that. And in, in the tradition of, um, of this podcast, let's not hang around. Let's get straight down to the penultimate. That means um, second from last. Um, interview with um, owner, CEO, chairman, um, you know, he's everything um, of, of very metal art. And you heard him recently um, on the podcast, got him straight back on because um, uh, we, it, we we got conflicting opinions, but it, uh, we're both, you know, like we, we, we both have opinions, um, but we're, we're not kind of like, you know, the type who shout at people and say, no, you're wrong. So, you know. As much as you might think that's um, that's 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 my prerogative, it's not. So anyway, here's uh, me and Andy Pilkington chatting just a few days ago. How do? Hello, sir. How are you? Um, I'm very well. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Are you alright doing this? It sounds like you just got in from somewhere and running late and everything. Uh, no, no. Um, I I'm completely lost track of time. Um, and um, also for some reason I thought we were doing this tomorrow. Yeah, for messing you around because it was going to be, and then it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, it's all right. It's uh, we're we're here now. That's the main thing. Yes, great line. That's probably my phone because my phone hit. So I've got a new one. It hasn't transferred across yet, so that's a shame. Yeah, it is actually because you because uh, your phone is shit. Yes. Tell you what, I don't know. Let me see if I can. Oh no! Do you want me to call you on the landline? I'm online. I'm out in the studio because all the kids are running around fucking mentally in the room, so there's nowhere quiet. So I bailed to the studio. I, I have got another phone which has got a usable number, but for some reason it's not picking up a signal. So I'm just trying to, if I can get to pick up a signal, it might be worth me calling you on that one and seeing if that works. All right. The whole reason I've got a new phone is because I went shit. Um, well, it's, it's. It's it's not unusual. It, um, it's not unusable, mate. We can uh, we can always soldier on. All right, as long as I can hear what you're saying to me as well, yeah, because it's a bit crackly then. But yeah, it should, it should be all right. We'll give it a go, and if not, I guess I can just let you know. I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah, the uh, the ludicrous part of this, of course, is that um, you're about two miles away. I know it's great, isn't it? And I just I've just abandoned the landline ages ago as well. I mean, pretty much run a wire between us, but yeah, fucking technology always shit. Never mind, never mind. So, um, speaking of always shit, um, <laughs> uh, obviously the reason for this podcast is to um, to chat about a particular um, album that's just been released. Um, you're obviously your top ten. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, rewired dot 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 and business is good. Um, uh, so, or rather, uh, sorry, you uh, know, um, uh, rewired dot 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 to disappoint. Um, <laughs> I, I've 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 made my thoughts clear, um, and um, the whole purpose of this is to uh, is to other people's opinion. Um, but I'd like to, I'd like to I'd like to start with something that I saw on Facebook, or rather, I heard about on Facebook um, that you'd you'd given the metallic. You, you said basically, if this was an unsigned band, it'd be ten out of ten, and um, but it's Metallica, so it's a seven out of ten. Whereas my coming I'm coming at it as if that was an unsigned band um, it would never get released it's funny isn't it, it it's, it's, it's funny how people see things differently I mean I'm yeah. worth saving up for, for recording but yeah I, I find it absolutely fascinating how people can actually 
view it from such different ways. It's, it's I'd love to know why. I'd love to know why. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's but that's that's it, that's that's music. That's art. It's all it's all opinion. It's. I mean, I've I've seen what you know some people say about this album, and I've just been like, I I just don't. I don't see it. I, I just, it's you know, I, I, I just can't imagine they're listening to the same thing I am. Yeah, it's bizarre. Hey, I tell you what, mate. My, my, I've just restarted my phone and I've got the the thing back. Do you want me to give you a call on on my other phone and see if it's better than this? I'm not nothing to lose, have we? Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll pause the podcast. I'll call you. Yeah. I'll call, I'll call you straight away now. <laughs> ah, there we go. We're back. Lovely. Right, so yeah, the uh, the deep rich tones of um, of Andy Pilkington. Um, that sounds much better. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so anyway, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Hardwired, you're you're uh, you're a fan. I am a fan. I am a fan, and and I think basically, you know, it's it's something I've been I've been trying to work out why why do people feel so differently about this album? Why perspective so different? And I just think. Whether whether we know about music or not, I just think we're so influenced by what's you know the hype that or the the, the anti hype that goes around Metallica and bands like them that we just can't view new releases in the same way that we would with an unsigned band. And for me, I've always been able to. I think it's the nature of the way I digest music these days because I work while I listen to music. The only time I ever listen to music is while I'm working, and I'm kind of creative at that time. I think maybe I'm just a little bit more open to things. I don't think I'm. I've got any preconceived ideas. So I could, when I put first put the Metallica album on, it's in the background and it's kind of just, I'm absorbing it in the same way I absorb anything. And for me, it just, it, it just really hit straight away. And, and I really related to it. So for me, I, I think it's a fantastic album and, and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a massive return to form, but I, I think I'm, I'm kind of more fascinated by people hate it so much than the reason <laughs> that I, the fact that I like it so much. It's a, it's a very bizarre phenomenon. Oh, typical! It's typical. I want to get you to come on here and talk about how you, how how much you like it, and but really, you just want to see. Um, you want to hear me describe how much I hate it and why. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the thing about music, I'll never, I'll never argue with anyone about what's good or bad. But I, I love debating the reasons for thinking so. And I, you know, when someone will just turn around with the most ill-considered bullshit about, oh, I just fucking hate it. Then I just said, you know, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to tear you apart now. You know, I just really, I, I hate people who don't spend time evaluating music. If you, if you're going to spend time slating it, then at least spend time having a reason why. And you and oh, I have yeah. already had, a, you know, sort of an, an off the radio chat about this album, and 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 you've got really, really good, valid reasons which I can really relate to. I just don't feel the same way, you know. And and I, I think that's the fascinating thing that an album which I love from a band who seem to be ticking all the boxes from the old days for me, or certainly the, the new old days in terms of, you know, the, the sort of new sound with it around the Load album, Black album. Um, it just, it, it's hard for me to understand how other people can't hear that, you know, and I think maybe sometimes people get lost in the minutiae of, of specific sounds because it's been so dwelled on online, you know, and I, and I don't think that this comes down to you, but a lot of the people I've, I've heard on, online and read online talking about drum sounds and solos and things like that, and I think they're, they're sat there just waiting to listen to the solo. They're not even listening to the really cool intro and the really nice beat that comes in, even if it is simple, because they're just sat there waiting to see how bad that solo is. And I just don't listen to music in that way. So I think maybe that that's why people see it differently. It's, it's, it's a really strange thing. 
Yeah, I, I, I guess. Well, everybody has their their own angle of coming at it, don't they? I mean, you know, I, yeah, was, yeah, I was I was excited about the album. You know, I was uh, my had my top four of the year decided, and there was a you know a space put aside that I was confidently thinking would be um, would be the new Metallica album. Um, but you know what what we got was a um, yeah a fucking load tribute album. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bookended so two two fast songs uh, basically what, what, an al- an album that is bookended by two fast songs and then is just populated by medium pace sludgy drudgery and for once Metallica seemed to be obvious in their in their um, influences it's like I don't I wasn't listening to it thinking oh this is a good this is this is good new Metallica I was thinking right that's Maiden uh, that's Sabbath uh, why are these influences all really obvious all of a sudden it's like this is this is almost like a fucking uh, yeah load tribute a tribute to 70s metal i i don't know you know it's just you know i think the band you know see i've seen a couple of interviews uh you know they were they, they were on a dampy carter's show on bbc which i caught up on a on iplayer and they did a few songs there and there was he was talking to hetfield and it it seems like hetfield's kind of been through the same situation as, as as fans waiting for this album as well you know and i think I, I sometimes wonder have they been affected in the same way by scores and you know scores of thousands of people who want master of puppets or want ride the lightning or want justice but with bass or want the black album again and and without realizing it they've just become so influenced that they maybe have become a caricature of themselves so whilst those influences are Motorhead and Maiden were there before. They're just more pronounced now because we're waiting for them. They've just heard us talking about them, and maybe it's just a, a subconscious, natural thing that happens. They're they're desperate trying to create this album, ticks all the boxes, but they're also desperately trying to avoid being cliched. And I can't imagine what it must be like being a band like that who are who've already proved themselves yet seem to have to prove themselves again. I mean, the the idea of being pure and, and, and naturally sort of free when you're with the creative process and to, and to that kind of duress is phenomenal. You know, it must, it must influence them, you know, no matter what they think, they, they, they must have been influenced by what the fans are ex- expecting of it. Well, I don't Well, they say no, you know, they say that, you know, they don't, they don't give a shit who likes it and, you know, they really do just enjoy creating music. Maybe there is an element of business in it. I, I, I wouldn't like to say, you know, um, I really wouldn't. Um, but one thing I do know is that those, you know, is that the band answers to no one. Um, uh, and this is something I was talking to Malcolm Dome about, about the about uh, the management. And, you know, the, the big mistake that Metallica have made, it, they've made in the last five years, and that was through the never. Um, yeah, they, there's they, no doubt about that. <laughs> the, management, the management should never have let the band put their money into that because... You are ultimately a music outfit. Film is another medium entirely, and they went yeah. into that and they sunk. And, and there's a reason why um, the studios wouldn't give them the money. They're film studios. They make films. They weren't willing to finance the film. The yeah. band then decides to film. Decides to, to finance the film, and um, it- you know. It's, it's a classic believe your own hype kind of thing, and and I don't mean that in a in an accusatory way because I've never I've never had any negativity towards Metallica. I, I can I can sort of understand what what people's criticisms are, but I can also understand why everyone's made the decision. I mean, I, I look back to 
Lars and the Napster thing. And, and for me personally, he was so fucking right, it's untrue. Yeah. yeah, at the time he was the devil and that's probably why people hate him now. Yeah, you know, I, I think they've always done the right thing or what they thought was the right thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just seems like they they got too wrapped up in, in their scale and their size and they just thought they had to create something bigger each time. And that seemed to them to be the, the right move. And I think that was probably a pretty much a full stop on their career, really, as far as a lot of people were concerned. Yeah, it, it's funny you, you you mentioned going back to Napster. Then I, it's funny, do you know I remember when all that was kicking off at the time. I remember I remember thinking in my own naive way at the time that um, that the all the people that were protesting were protesting that basically um, uh, it, it was kind of like it didn't apply to me because I bought CDs and yeah. I still did. So I I, st- I I kind of remember not being that invested in it. Do you know what I mean? Which I can't believe it. Looking back on it and how pivotal it is in the whole fucking history of music, not just metal. Because um, let's face it, you know, when when they write when they write history, they, they and, and they're talking about you know the big shift, it plays a big part in it. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like D Schneider in front of the uh, in in front of the PMRC, and it's like, you know. Um, him up against Napster, it'll you know it'll go down in history. But and I and I remember, like I said, being at the time being fairly disengaged and just thinking, well, you know, I buy CDs, so it doesn't doesn't really affect me. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, at the time, I, I don't think I particularly understood. Well, I, I think I understood, but yeah, I didn't necessarily care too much about it because it, it just seemed like a, a big debate going on. But I, you know, I still like Metallica and I kind of like Lars at the time, and just thought, you know, well, I'll, I'll go with him. I don't I don't have an opinion. I like this dude, you know, he writes good music, I'll go with him. And I always kind of felt on his side for it. I thought, you know, he's speaking out about something he knows about. And and that was kind of it. So I thought, yeah, he must, he must be right. As it turned out, he really was. But I don't think he's ever had any vindication for it. You know, it's like, there's a few people here and there who might have written articles about how he just pinned the fucking tail right on that donkey's arse. You know, yet he's still the devil as far as everyone's concerned. And I don't just think about his drumming. I'm talking about him being this sort of evil face of Metallica, this this guy who just everything he says is wrong and it's selfish and it's it, it's just bad for music and and actually I don't I really don't see that at all you know I think he's quite an irritating man to to, to watch you know but that's that's it that's hugely judgmental I don't think he actually says anything that's particularly wrong about music and as far as I'm concerned you know he, he deserves a lot more respect than he gets outside of his playing which is obviously very subjective but. You know, he, he knows what he's talking about, clearly. He saw, he saw this coming, and it, and it fucking came like a freight train. Yep, but um, he wore a white leather jacket for five years, so fuck him. There is that. Scrap everything I've said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he did, and, Sorry. and then they put the makeup on, you know, well, and it wasn't good makeup. Well, well done. <laughs> it was a lovely speech, but uh, unfortunately, blindsided <laughs> yet again. Um, never mind. Um, <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, they're a band that evoke huge, uh, huge emotion um, and 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 mass discussion. Hence the podcast, um, and it, and it's 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 weird, but I just think that you know people have a, a, a of all generations have seem to have a particular um, love for this band that just makes them so fucking huge. Um, you know, there's it, it's it's undescribable. Um, and, um, you know, much like Alan Shearer 
when he retired um, <laughs> from England. We, you know, we didn't realise what we had until he'd gone. And um, you know, I, I, I think people, as much as they may love or hate Metallica, um, you can't say you won't miss them when they're gone. No, absolutely not. You know, and I think we kind of forget what what people have done. And I think it's an, they're an unusual band. And people have, in, in in a way, it's a lack of respect for what they have achieved. You know, there are a lot of fucking failing musicians there who are just getting old, and who literally cannot do what they used to do, but they love it and they still go on stage and they play. And we forgive them because they're old and they're legends. I think a lot of us have grown up you know, in the same age as Metallica, and we kind of judge them differently. We don't see them as these old guys carrying on because, you know, they're, they're similar ages to us. But yeah, they're even a little though they, they, you know, yeah. They're physically different, and they mentally clearly they're different because they're fucking multimillionaires without the same kind of influences on the music, but they're still passionate, and they're, and they're doing things differently. But we kind of judge them like us because they've been on the same journey as us, and we kind of put the same expectations on them. Whereas for me... I just look at them and think these are dudes who have earned their place, no matter what anybody says. Undeniably, they've created some of the best metal that has ever been fucking on my CD player or record player or tape player. Been through all the generations. They earn shit albums, and they've done some albums I didn't like. But people don't give them the respect or just the fucking freedom just to go ahead and be on stage. I mean, aside from Hardwired, you know, people just thinking they should retire, they should give it up now. It's like, well, you clearly haven't seen these guys on stage because they still put it out there. They still go out and they give more passion than anyone else. And they try and come up with innovative ideas on stage. You know, they invented playing in the round of the snake pit and all this kind of shit. And they're still doing it. And for me, do it as long as you fucking want to do it because you have earned that. As long as you're enjoying it, keep doing it. And if no one turns up, then so be it. That's your decision to make. But complaining about a band who is still nailing it and still doing what they love, I mean, that's just metal. To me, that's metal. And we're kind of telling them to stop being metal. And, and that just doesn't feel right to me. You know what I mean? So many people who just tear them to shreds over just being true to themselves. And that just feels a bit against what my music should be about. Um, well, I, I I can say that's um, a very uh, eloquent and erudite um, case for Metallica. And, and, and you know, I, um, I agree wholeheartedly with a, a good deal of what you said there. Um, because, uh, you know, ultimately, um, just because I don't like Hardwired, I don't suddenly not like Metallica, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed. It, well, no, UK, um... that's exactly what, that's what was really intriguing about the conversation we had, is the thing you said to me, and you said it online too, is that you're very envious of the people who did like it, because you wanted to like it so much, and that that's a kind of different position, and that's what makes our, our sort of debates different about this, because that you've genuinely found, well, you found nothing, whereas I've found something. You're not one of the people who are just sort of blinker to, to, to whatever the music is. You you genuinely wanted to love it, and that's kind of a different place to be. And well, yeah, I feel yeah, bad for that. But... I wish you could hear it through the same ears that I've heard it, because for me, it just it feels like an album that's going to last. But also, for me, I think um, I, I, I can understand... Um, the hate online because I think I think uh, I think some of it comes from people like me. Um, except, uh, you know, uh, you, you when you really want to, you know, I can compartmentalize. I'm, you know, I'm not a super fan. In other words, if I don't like it, yeah. I don't feel like a jilted lover. So now I'm going to start hating <laughs> on it because. I've been spurned. It's like I, I've got, you know, my life in context. I'm not mentally ill is what I'm saying. 
So, um, so, 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 hence I can go. Oh, that's disappointing. But I still love Metallica. But you know, I, that's really disappointing. I don't like this album. I can be quite harsh about it. But I'm, you know, I'm not suddenly going to start saying that you know they 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 should pack it in and you know and start just hating on it. Ultimately, it, it you know it is what it is. You know, will will I go and see them on tour? Um, probably, um, although I must admit, I, well, yeah, I, I, I think it's always worth it because ultimately you never know when the last time might be um, any uh, when, when any band is going to come through town. So, um, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like hardware Doesn't mind, uh, you know, doesn't mean I don't like Metallica. And yes, I am envious of people um, who 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 like it and loving it and saying it's the best thing since Justice. I mean, fucking hell. You know, I wish I had those ears because, um, you know, what I'm hearing is just, you know, pretty much a tribute album. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no doubt. You know, I've, I've listened to it a, a huge amount of times now. We're talking probably 20, 20 or 30 times. And I think that there are very clear points where you can reference back to other to other songs. But in, in a way, I'm kind of quite fond, to, fond of that because it feels, obviously, there's no way of knowing, but it feels to me like this is the final album for them in a way. I have no idea what their plans are, but it feels like no, it's uh, been so it's so long getting to this point that this is the one we've all been waiting for. Uh, no, Andy, uh, so if they, Andy, if there's going to be sort of a homage to, it, to the stuff they've done, this is the album to do it. No, no, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, Malcolm Dome and I have, um, have 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 said it's going to be four years, and then we'll get another Metallica album. So don't worry. That's but that, that but the next one will be just like Ride the Lightning, yeah. No, that's <laughs> but that is that that's that's done. Malcolm and I have you know we we we've. we've <laughs> We've already decided that, so uh, that's what's happening. Um, but um, uh, no, I—that's I, that, just yeah. That's I, I, I think we'll I think we'll be getting another album in about four years' time. Um, I think um, they the, the 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 loss of finance um, on the movie is has a bigger effect on um, on the band yeah. than I think anybody realizes, and that's why it's such a catastrophic mistake. And I think when when these guys get round to writing autobiographies in you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years time, there'll be chapters on uh, you know, fuck me, we've really fucked ourselves here. Let's um, just hope Kirk doesn't write it on his phone, eh? Because he'll probably fucking lose it, and then they'll have nothing. <laughs> well, yes, yes, Kirk's contribution on Hardwired. Um, well, so, so we haven't, yeah, we haven't talked about it. Defend that. approach. Defend that. Hey, do you know what? Kirk's blown away. I, Kirk's I, blown away. Did you read the article? Kirk's blown away with how the solos have come out. He's blown article, away. I, I He's basically I saying, I'm blown away by idea. me. I mean, I would, as, a, as an ex-manager, I look at that and think, I would not be fucking happy if you turned up and said, don't worry, mate, I'm just going to make it up. You know, I had some ideas, but I've lost them. They're on my phone. <laughs> the dog ate them. And I'm just going to make it up as I go along. It'll be fine. You know that that isn't something I can fucking yeah, buy but the into. Band, yeah, but this but is what I'm saying. The, the first band time I listened to it, though, I, I like the solos. I, I don't really have oh come on high expectations of him, and I can't kind of like it. Just sound like he was jamming a bit, which obviously I now know he was, and they were kind of cool, you know. And it's fine. And I certainly don't look forward to the solos when I'm listening to it, and that's probably why I couldn't give it a higher rating. But yeah, I mean, I, I think of all the band members, he's actually the one who's who's kind of lost his edge. But you know, I'm just so fond of him that I kind of like yeah, okay, well, it's a bit. It's a bit of Kirk sound now, and that's fine. And it, and it doesn't drag the song down for me. I can kind of just see it as a as a little bit of a, an interlude, and then we carry on. So I think I'm kind of lucky in that position that, that it doesn't have any negative effect. But I agree, you know, they're not 
world-class solos, and they're certainly not up to his old standards. So yeah, they're they're, uh, they're certainly hit and miss. So would you um, would you still give it a seven out of ten? Yeah, no, I absolutely would. You know, there's there's two albums I've heard this year that have had this similar impact on me. Completely different albums. One is Gojira and Magma, and the other is this. And and like wow. I said, I think it's because how I I do digest music and I I put it on while I'm doing other things and I'm really absor- absorbed in what I'm doing. Yeah. And I and I play those albums as a whole. I I've never played individual songs off either album. I always play the whole thing. Jesus, what? It, it feels all... like quite an, an immersive experience for me. And you, you talk about sort of the bookends of thrash and the stuff in between. And I kind of like that. I kind of like the journey it takes me on because I'm not really paying attention to the, the specific tunes. I'm just sort of going on it go, and, and just enjoying it. And, and that's what I really like. And I still get that now, you know, if, if I'm listening for the 31st time or whatever, still get into it and I still enjoy the same bits and there's nothing in there that, that doesn't engage me in the same way. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd still give it a good thing, definitely. So what you're so what you're saying is the best way to get into the new Metallica album is only ever listen to it from beginning to end. Well, I've always been that sort of person with an album. You see, the only time I don't do that is when I run out of time or you know I'm interrupted. But I don't. I very very rarely jump to track three because I fancy track three. You know, I, I will put an album on because I've got an hour or, or however long it is, and I'll listen to all of it, and I'll, then I'll put another album on, and I want to go through the whole thing because. I have this sort of nostalgia of recognition of old albums where I like what comes next. I like how one song segues into the next. I like how one album segues into the next. Quite often I'll put on a, a chronological disc- discography, did it with Testament the other day. I put out first album up to present day for a whole day. And I love the way that sort of just takes me on an old journey and gives me memories. And I think that's just something that stuck with me. And maybe because I listen to things in that way and I, I haven't really got it too involved in the online this single here's that single here's that one and and dissected i listened to a few bits but i didn't really listen properly i haven't really sort of taken them in isolation i've just taken it as an album experience and maybe that's the way it was intended to be listened to i don't know maybe that's why the fact that it's two out two cds and it's a lot longer than most people want it to be doesn't bother me because i'll just sit there and and go end to end and enjoy it yeah i I guess how you digest it really absolutely no I i think um uh, that has a well, it's a lot to do with you know. I mean, I I recognise what you're saying about when you're working. I mean, I listen to a lot of music when I'm driving, if I you know gigging. So um, it's it's you know, and again, that's you're not paying things full attention. But they, I I was kind of recognising what you're saying in when, when you were talking earlier about how it kind of just you you're sort of absorbing it, whether you're aware of it or not, you're absorbing it. Um, um, and and so I can you know I can identify with that. The way um, you kind of, well, yeah, absorb the music as opposed to like listen to it closely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's something I became quite aware of when I was reviewing music because I kind of I have that way of, of, of doing things. I really felt the pressure I needed to be able to identify songs and sections of songs and point out the highs and lows and peaks and troughs of things when I was reviewing. And so, I started ah, right. changing the way so I listened to things to start with, and so and you... I kind of. I didn't. I didn't really enjoy the way I was listening to it because I was sort of sat there, I switched everything else off, and put the headphones on and looked at nothing and just listened, and it, and it affected my enjoyment of it. And I think after about two albums, I stopped and just carried on doing what I was doing. And if I needed to go back and clarify the names for a review, then I would just go through and spool through and find which song I was talking about. But I was still listening the same way. And I think you know, I, I became very aware through that process that that's how I listen to music. I didn't realise that's what I did before, but. 
when I was a kid, we'd, we'd sit in my mate's bedroom and we put an album and we talk. You know, we'd do things, we'd sketch or whatever. We were both, you know, artist, artistic people back then. We used to just do things and get on with it and put music on. And whilst we were really into what we were listening to, we would just put an album on. Next album, my choice, I'll put that album end to end. Next album, end to end. And that's kind of something I've always consciously done. And I think changing the way I listen to things now affects it. So I guess maybe it's the digital age and the way that people listen to playlists or people can just go on Spotify or YouTube and pick out videos that people now listen to things in a much more segmented way. I don't know. Maybe that's why I disagree with so many other people about how good albums are, because maybe we all just really do listen to things in a different way these days. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think you're, you know, you're spot on. Um, I mean, you know, um, the amount of time that we we all spend on public transport with headphones on, or you know, just shut off in our own little world, um, it's um, yeah, it, it's you know, you basically can listen to music anywhere, um, anytime, as much as you like. So it's it, yeah, it, it's it's just there all the time. It's a it's a it's a constant. Um, yeah. You know, if you can get a fucking mobile signal, you can listen to music. Um, yeah, it's um, well. Do you know what? I, th- I think we could probably we could probably leave it there and then carry on um, uh, on another podcast sometime um, and uh, and talk about time travel instead. You hope you're breaking up. Hey. Oh, sorry, I lost you. <laughs> we did go into a time war. Sorry, mate. I lost. I lost the signal. Couldn't hear you. <laughs> oh fucking hell! I was uh, I was th- I was here thinking fucking hell. I'm dying on my ass here. I've just cracked a joke and he's just like completely just <laughs> shut me down. Really? Was it the first joke of the interview and then I couldn't hear you? <laughs> you cunt! <laughs> fucking hell! You, you t- I hope it was a good one, <laughs> man. Man, without actually doing it, you you totally absolutely had me there. You absolutely had me on the ropes. Um... <laughs> You took me right out. I was fucking speechless. I was just sat there <laughs> staring at the speaker thinking, oh, fucking hell, he's leaving me hanging here. He's just totally... I'm not that smart, mate. Yeah, I just yeah. talk. I just make it up as I go yeah. along. Oh, dear. Well... Right. Do you know what we should do? We, we should both go gig together when we go and watch them and just do it after that and just talk about it and see how we feel, see if they can still do it. Well, no, I think I think we should just go to any gig together and then come out and just argue about what it was like. That'd be good. We don't right. argue, though. I was a bit disappointed last time we got together. We actually had a really good chat about stuff. Yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if we're reviewing a live gig, we're both about the same height, so we're going to have pretty much the same experience. Yeah, it sounded good. Couldn't see much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, look. I, once again, I'm sorry for um, I'm sorry for the um, the delay, and um, and and thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you on. Always a pleasure, mate. Always good to talk to you. And you, sir. Cheers. See you later. And there was our chat. Um, he's a lovely guy, Andy. Um, he's really cool. Gonna miss him when he moves. Having only just realised he lives as close as he does. Um, so it looks like we if he's not going to move for about a year it looks like we've got a lot of drinking to do and a lot of talking to do um, so anyway yeah it's, it's cool actually because we, we agree about quite a lot but we don't but we I think you know the key to any discussion and debate and, and it's a lost art because you see it on the internet you see it on TV the lost art of debate debate um, it, it, the best the best debate is is 
with emotion removed from it because emotion corrupts true debate because then people become it's it's fine being passionate but if that passion blinds you to listening to what somebody else has to say who might have something really valid that you haven't thought of to say you're not going to hear it because you're going to be too busy jabbering on about your point of view i know this sounds i know this sounds contradictory coming from me okay but seriously i'm not as big a knob as this podcast makes out um so or as i make out because it's like i can't blame the podcast it's fucking me isn't it um anyway um uh, in the in the true spirit in the true spirit of full disclosure I did edit about 30 seconds of that podcast out because it was basically when Andy hung up his old phone and then rang me back and then the bluetooth the bluetooth had stopped working on the speaker so I and so basically it was 30 seconds of utter shit and I could have left it in okay I could have left it in but to be honest it's not one of those fascinating glimpses behind the scenes it's not like somebody walking into a dressing room and talking to somebody and that's like you know it's not it's not that um and it was just yeah so I got rid of it anyway t- trust me it was the right thing to do so um finally mark jackson Drusser, Drusser, drummer from Acid Rain, um, was the final interview that I managed to um, to pull off. He's a hard guy to track down, you know, and I had to go through his management and his PA, and you know, once someone once he was going to be doing it, and then he wasn't going to be doing it, and you know, uh, I don't know, these fuckers in Acid Rain, just hard to deal with. Of course, that is all a joke. Ha ha ha. Um, yeah, um, Mark is top man. He's my buddy. He's a he's a fucking great drummer. Um, multi-talented he's a great singer um, uh, you know basically um, you know if that's not two reasons to fucking hate him um, I'm sure I can think of some more um, he is a top man and uh, we, had, we had a good old discussion on this because it's like he's, he's very passionate I mean he's like pretty much the opposite of uh, Jonathan from Shrapnel um, you know he's 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 kind of referred to some of bits Lars's bits of drumming on the Hardwired as genius to me whereas as you heard you know um, Jonathan saying I think his um his opinion was fucking shit <laughs> but um anyway i said right at the top of the podcast there was something that uh, mark and i were going to be talking about in our interview um and it was this it was the fact that we both i sent mark some details about uh, an interview with hetfield where he was saying like you know oh you know how come kirk just does solos on this album and and hetfield and you'll hear both mark and i going like it was quite like full on where Hetfield's basically saying yeah kirk wasn't really there for this album you know it wasn't really and it's like we were both kind of really sort of wow that's like harsh that's like harsher than I've you know ever heard Hetfield well turns out interview with Robert Trujillo um just came out um on December the 26th Boxing Day I do believe um so you know still keeping me ear to the ground and um and I read this and this is about um, hardwired and lack of coping on it. Well, you know, any band that you have, any relationships in your life is going to come. There's moments of tension. I think great thing about this band is where we have uh, it, we've learned to communicate better, and that's important. It's kind of like for me, for me, my position. I'm with Lars. I'm with Lars and James ninety percent of the time when uh, when we're playing this time and when we're jamming, and it's great. It's an honour for me to be there because I learn from every situation, and I've learned a lot from Lars and James. So I'm part of the energy. You know, if it's James' idea, that's fine. If it's Kirk's idea, whatever. Yeah. 
yeah, that's fine too. If it's mine or whatever. But I'm always there to support the song. I think I'm there to supply foundation for James' idea with the drums as a bass player, which is important for what we're doing now. We all live in different places. We're not living in the same city anymore. So it's not always that easy. Kirk's... Oftentimes, he's out in Hawaii and everybody's in different locations. So there you go. I think Hetfield wasn't being dismissive and going, yeah, you know, yeah, his material was shit. What he was saying was, when he was saying he wasn't really there for this, he, he wasn't there. He was in Hawaii. <laughs> there were, this wasn't, you know, there's no subtext there. When he says he wasn't there, he meant, yeah, he's not there. He's in Hawaii surfing. So, and then he kind of like laughed about these ideas on his phone. I don't know, you know, it's just, it's weird. Very, 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 very odd. There's, but who cares? That, that's, that's where we're at. That brings us right up to date with that position. But before, obviously that came out on the December the 26th, before all that came out, Mark and I had a nice old chat to discuss Hardwired. Here it comes. Ring it up, Mark. Melado. Hello. Hello, dear boy. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very well, how are you? I'm alright, I. Good. Your, your phone's back from the dead, then? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of re- recovered a little bit. But... but uh, a few problems here and there. Nothing, nothing new. Technology, eh? It's a bastard. It is. It is. I tell you, I thought I thought my laptop was going to die with that with that bridge end clip on it. <laughs> it it just took me it took me well it took me the best part of a week to get it off it and then um, the the guy the dude was fixing my laptop and he fixed it and it was all great working uh, and I was like brilliant and then I tried to get that file off and it just it crashed again and I was like oh god what's going on. So I had to go back to him, and he like he looked at it again, and went, "All oh, right, hang on." And, like looked at a couple of things, and anywho, um, technology technology bollocks conversation out the way. Um, are you <laughs> are you still loving Hardwired? I am. Um, it's grown on me more and more. Uh, the first disc, definitely. The second disc, I don't really listen to. It. I do. I, I'll admit that. I, yeah. Really. The first disc. Yeah, the first disc is the, uh, is the part of the album that uh, blows me away. It, right. I, I mean, the first disc is amazing to me. Totally. No, well, I, no, I was. I, um, I mean, you're in. You're in the majority. I got to admit. I mean, it's like I'm trying to think of everybody I've spoken to so far. Andy Pilkington spoke to him last night. He really likes it. Um, spoke to Nathan. He really likes it. Spoke to. Um, uh, yeah, well, actually, that's 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 well, you you really like it, Paul. Paul likes it. Chuck from the Metal Sucks podcast, not so keen. I think Malcolm Dome, not so keen. You know, you, you know my thoughts. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think you're in the I think you're in the um, the the majority. By like, fuck it. I tell you what, though, you and you and Jonathan from Shrapnel could not have more differing opinions. <laughs> well, no, just just on Metallica in general, I was like, "So, what do you think to it?" He was like, "Oh shit, it's shit. The drumming shit." I was like, "Right, okay." <laughs> um, and 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 funny because he 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 mentioned you a couple of times and saying that like you know you loved it, but I think you've I think you've found some depth and some intricacies that maybe aren't really um aren't really that easy for the the average listener to find. Yeah, 
Yeah, I remember when you said that you uh, you really like Death Magnetic. You know, this uh, you th- you think it's a stronger album? Is that right? Um, I, I, let me just. Well, yeah, there were two bits of that were right. I mean, so there was two things there. One was right, one was wrong. Um, I think it's a better album than Hard than Hardwired. Um, I, d- I don't really really love it, but I think I think the best of I think the best of Death Magnetic beats the best of Hardwired. Yes, definitely. Right, okay. Because I gave Death Man- Magnetic a listen today, and to me, Hardwired is definitely a stronger album. I don't know if it's the production, but then again, well, actually, no, I don't think it is because <laughs> even the songs live don't, you know, they don't sound as like well, they don't sound great. Uh, to me, anyway. But uh, well, the Death Magnetic song. All oh, right, yeah. I think they're going to be a lot stronger, and it sounds to me like Metallica are just kind of lining landing on the feet again um, with this album. And I think maybe that's one thing I really like about it because Death Magnetic, it didn't seem natural to yeah. me. Like, no, it wasn't. It was Metallica trying to sound like Metallica when on this album. It's Metallica being Metallica. I agree. And yeah, I, it's I agree. It made me into a Metallica fanboy again. Because <laughs> there was a stage, and I'll admit this, um, not because of Death Magnetic, because I do like Death Magnetic, but there was a stage where I just started to kind of go, oh, like, I'm just not feeling that as much as I used to. Well, I know. I, I, yeah, I know you said. I mean, I've I've, I've listened to you, and I know you've said like you know you you've got frustrated, and you were like Lars, Lars is ruining it. And I remember actually before this album came out, I remember you saying, "I I I hope this is their last album." Yeah. Well, I, I no, I didn't say a hope. I, I was. But maybe you know, yeah, yeah, I, maybe I get not. The feeling yeah. that this is probably going to be the last album, uh, mainly just because they're old. <laughs> but they're not. But, but they're yeah. not that old. They're not as old as Iron Maiden. They just go on like old men. I mean, I'm I you know. So. In in all seriousness, I was talking about this on the podcast the other day. Fucking Iron Maiden, older than them. They just get on a plane and fucking do it. They just tour. But it seems like with Metallica, we hear all about how oh it's oh you know oh it's terrible oh this and all that, and Maiden go out and just fucking get on with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I, I think they're going to be around a bit longer, and I reckon. I, do you know what? I, 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 one thing I do agree with you. I think it is them finding their feet. Just because, just because I don't like it, um, hasn't you know, doesn't mean I don't like Metallica anymore. You know, I wanted to like it. I'm envious of people who do like it, and 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 I still like the band. Um, yeah. But I, I genuinely think I think you're I think you're onto something. I think it is them finding their feet. I think Death Magnetic was the first proper album after Saint Anger, and they just didn't really fucking know what to do because they were in yeah, a, but it needed you know, to happen in the yes. same way that Saint Anger needed to happen. I, and and I, do you know what? You, you you're absolutely right. We're, this this is really annoying because we're just going to agree with each other. Um, Wait, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think you're absolutely right, and I I think I think the next album, which I think will be in four years' time, I don't think they're going to fuck around. Um, I certainly think James has got a, a, a fire lit under his ass. Um, yeah. 
But I, I, I genuinely think we'll see another another Metallica album in four to five years' time, and and I'm all I've already got my fingers crossed for that one. That that, yeah. that maybe it's like you know, Death Magnetic's one end of the scale, Hardwired's the other, and the next album kind of sits in between them. And and you know, they're, they're my hopes anyway. Fingers crossed. Well, I just watched an interview, um, uh, um, you know, featuring James Hetfield, and he he was stating that. Uh, you know, they want um, to, you know, come up with the best songs that they can. Um, but, you know, as he always has said that um, Metallica do songs that Metallica likes, they're not really that bothered about, you know, what the fans... Well, they are bothered about what the fans think, but it's it's more important to them for them to yeah. like the songs. And, you know, that's just the way that they work. Well, I think and that's the I think that's the way not. most bands work because ultimately you're but, the one up there playing them every night. Yeah, I think you know. I'm not saying that they're going to come up with the next uh, Justice Ball or Mass Puppets or Black Album. Yeah, uh, because you know they're they're a totally um, different kind of part of the life. Well, they're different. Now, like well, they're a different band. They're a different the, band, aren't they? I mean, you know. They're, they're they're not a thrash band, uh, you know. They're a heavy metal band, and that and you know, Hardwired yeah. is is a heavy metal album with two fast songs, one at either end. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, you know, I do want to say that I think Mustang is um, Flame is um, is probably their strongest song that they've released in. Oh God! Since 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 all nightmare long. The, well, just before Lord. I well, I I I've got to admit, I I do like um, I do like moth into a, moth into a flame, as you know, I really do, um, and um, uh, I I I mean, I I I must admit, I do prefer the version of it when you sing the chorus in a particular accent. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, um, no, I, 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 I mean, I, I think all nightmare long is, is, is right up there with it. Um, um, and you know, this was just your life. I think there's some great songs on Death Magnetic, but, but again, I think you know, um, what's important, and, and I think you hit the nail on the head earlier. It, it, it is them, um, finding their feet because when you see them interviewed, I mean, they're fucking, you know, they're really excited about this, and and I, and and you can see that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, even in interviews, you can, you know, you hear James talking about ways to to make the best album and stuff like that that Metallica can do. Um, and you know, I, I think James is kind of like he's he's back to the way he was from like nineties era sort of thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, where he's he's sounding absolutely fantastic on this album. Like his, his vocals are incredible. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I just feel I just hear that raw aggression, just you know, like pure anger again that I loved about Metallica. That like you know, it's just so in your face, um, and you can tell that they mean it, you know. And I've I've missed the part of Metallica because I didn't really hear it that much on Death Magnetic, um, but on this album I really do. And I think maybe you know that's why I really like this album, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I yeah, think. I mean, I, do you know what I've seen? Um, uh, 
I've seen a couple of interviews, one which I've I've mentioned to you, which I'll move on in a minute. But um, I saw um, I can't remember what interview what what interview was, but um, Hetfield, it, 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 I can't remember what, what he was, you know, what question he was asked or anything, but he just basically said, um, "I knew what had been missing. I knew what was missing from our music that hadn't been on previous records." And I wanted to make right. sure that, and I wanted to make sure that it was on this record. It just sounded like, do you know what I mean? It sounded like somebody who, at some point, has gone, Jesus Christ! In fifteen years, we've managed to release two albums, and one of them was an absolute fucking train wreck pile of shit. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? I, I, I genuinely think it's like. When people are saying, "Oh wow, you know the harmonies are back and the reverbs back and 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 Hetfield's harmonies are back," and I think that is definitely, I think that is Hetfield taking charge because he is actually well enough as a person, as in, you know, he's he he was still a little bit all you know all over the place when they did Death Magnetic. Yeah. Not, you know, not, not obviously having been through what he'd been through, he was obviously, you know, he, he was still finding his feet as a person, as that new person. Whereas the Hetfield on this album is like, no, we don't need a producer. I know what I'm fucking doing. I know what was missing. Let's get on with it. I think people need to realise that Metallica <laughs> had not been around for a very long time before St. Anger. Um, so, you know, when you, when you come back to write an album, um, and then really saying anger, um, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's hard. It, it can't be, you can't just kind of go, right, we've still got it, you know, because they haven't been together for such a long time. So, you know, you've got to kind of, well, I, I guess Metallica fans have got to have patience, you know, and understand that, you know, this band are getting older. They haven't, um, they had that big long break. Um, and you know, like I say, it, to me, it, it it does sound like they're finding their feet again. But they're not going to come up with the next band just as well. But what I want to say actually is yeah. the beauty about Metallica is the amount of different opinions that people have on each album. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I think is why Metallica are so big because there's just so many mixed opinions. But you know, there's one album um, that uh, someone likes. Uh, you know, like. This, um, whether it's Lord uh, or the Black Album, mate, mate, album Jon- mate, people... mate, Jonathan from Shrapnel loves Saint Anger. Well, there you go. You know, that, exactly. that's exactly my point, and I know quite a lot of people who who like Saint Anger as well. Um, I I wouldn't say I hate Saint Anger. I just don't think it's as strong as the other albums. But uh, you know, it it had to happen. I mean, my it's not my least favourite Metallica album, my least favourite Metallica album, believe it or not, is Lord. So, you know, that's just kind of a perfect example right there. You know, I'm a pretty big Metallica fan, as you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Lord, I mean, I prefer saying Anchor over Lord, believe it or not. So Right, okay. There you go. Yeah, this is a, this is a <laughs> mysterious world that you're taking me into. Um, well, yeah, no, and, and the thing, I mean, I was saying this to, to Andy, actually, um, and that was, it's like, I'm... I'm in the position of A, I really, really wanted to like the album, and B, I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm not about going out there and, and slating 
like Metallica and going, oh, fucking hell, you know, it's fucking shit. And what were they doing? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm still a fan. I'm a, I'm a jilted fan. You know what I mean? It's like I really yeah. wanted to like it. And, and yes, I feel I've been a little bit let down. But I, but you know what? I, I, I think a lot of the, a lot of the haters that you see out there are, are, are like that because they, at some point along the line, Metallica didn't deliver the album they liked, and they loved Metallica so much that they now feel like a jilted lover, and you know, love turns to hate, and yeah, and and so it's right. You know, they they fucking they didn't do the album I wanted. They haven't done since. So every time they release something, I'm going to hammer them. Or, you know, uh, I mean, uh, you know, look, I'll I'll always love them to my dying day. I'll always love them. But you know, yeah. as yeah. we as we've both said as well, that doesn't mean that you can't call them out on you know on stuff that on on stuff that's shit, and it doesn't mean you can't but you shouldn't be praising them when they do good stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. To be honest, when I actually uh, bought the new album, um, I did exactly what I did with the Justice for All album. You know, just sat in front of a CD player and. and uh, you know, just played the whole album. Um, and I didn't expect to hear the songs from what I heard from the music videos like Nothing to the Flame and Hardwired. Yes. You know, it was a completely different sounding album to what I expected it to be. I, I totally agree. Um, and that that's one thing quite a few people have said, yeah. Um, so at first, I was unsure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it was a mix between that and the fact that I was heavily listening to uh, Opeth's um, uh, new album, um, and I was listening to Camo, and I was listening to all this prog rock, you know. Um, so it's a completely yeah. different, <laughs> different feel altogether. So um, you know, it took us two, three listens to actually get used to the album, um, and when I got used to the album. It, it grew on us more and more. It, it, it really has. I mean, like the, the second album, the songwriting for me isn't as strong, and I would have been quite happy if they just had the first album with maybe two extra songs on there. Obviously, Spit Out the Bone, one of them, because that's a great song. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just think the two-disc thing, you know, I think it might have just been a bit too much. Um, and... Yeah, I just think the songwriting wasn't as strong on the second album. Yeah, uh, on the second disc as it was on the first disc. Well, but it the is. First disc yeah, is a really strong um, um, album right there. You know, uh, it yeah. just needed that those two extra songs. You know, because I mean, it's six songs already, and it's not like Metallica play short songs. You know, yeah. so well, you yeah, know, if include spit out the bone and then just put another one there. You've got a full album there. <laughs> But I guess the al- an album's got to be something that flows all the way through. Well, yeah. And maybe to them it didn't flow. But well, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was because they hadn't released the album in so long, you know, because they were supposed to release it ages ago, but they got so busy with a lot of things. And uh, um, another thing a lot of people don't realise. Um, and maybe they just thought, well, you know, maybe we should just put out more songs out there for people, you know, who... who you know, feel like they've been waiting for so long. Yeah. It's been what, how, how long? How long has it been? Um, eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And to be to time. be fair, to be fair, um, 
they only spent a year and a half on the album. It's just it's taken them that that you know it's taken them a shitload of time to actually get the time to do it. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, one thing though, I think all Metallica fans should be absolutely chuffed to pieces that they put out through the Never, the movie. Because I think they've lost so much money on that, they are going to have to keep putting new albums out for some time yet. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, exactly. Now, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's definitely, um, uh, yeah, that's definitely looming in the background. Not so much now. I think you know, obviously, they've dealt with it, but it was, yeah, it was a huge misstep. But um the one thing what i wanted to talk to you about was that that interview which i know you've seen because i sent you the link um, mm-hmm. um uh, kirk talking about james uh, sorry james talking about kirk yeah and and it, it it just i don't know it just felt a bit uncomfortable uh, it was just I, I was it was just kind of like it, but actually when after i watched it and uh i was trying to figure out whether kirk was actually in for the songwriting period or, or, or not. Um, I don't really know. I, I don't, you know, it's just kind of a guessing game, really, isn't it? You know, no one really knows what happened there, but maybe yeah. it was just Lars and James just going, you know, we just want to be old school, uh, do what we used to do, and we write the songs. Yeah, but I don't I don't um, think, I don't, yeah, but, even, but even in the old school, even in the old school, you'll see Hammett contributing, you know, early doors on, uh, you know, on Kill 'Em All, on Ride the Lightning, um, so I I don't know. I, I but the, but then there's the comment about like he even like laughs about Kirk losing his phone. Yeah, I know, I know. And that seemed yeah. like and that seemed like a bit kind of like hang on, you know, Kirk was like in publicly talking about this, saying how gutted he was and how upset he was. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, uh, and James uh, seems to I mean, be, you know, like James seems to be coming all, off a little bit. All we can do really is just guess. Yeah, yeah, I know. You. Yeah, but there's, yeah. Uh, it, it is really interesting. It really is because you know it is that unknown thing that kind of keeps you interested, isn't it? And kind of wondering what the hell is going on there. Well, well, it is um, as well. But, but also, D- Hetfield is usually such a diplomat as well, though, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Hetfield is like yeah. he's, he is he is like he is a fucking diplomat. He is your man for all seasons. It's like you put him in any any situation and he always comes out of it well. And it was just, I kind of, you know, when the interview finished, it was, I think the, it was my feeling of, wow, that was not what you normally seen from him. That's what kind of was left with me more than anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, wow, that's really odd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, is I've never really heard Hetfield talk that way about Hammett ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what kind of shocked me. Yeah, because he's always seemed to really like Kirk Hammett. Yeah, as a person and as a musician. Yes, and it was just kind of like it so was hearing just... him say yeah. that in that interview was quite a shock. Really, it, you know, it kind of made us go, "What? What has actually happened there? Like, that's so bad." Well, when I watched but, it, uh, when I watched it, the first thing I had to do was send it to you. Because <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because it was just uh, like, wow, yeah, this is. But it was just like it was just kind of like when I mentioned Kirk, and he just kind of pulled his face and just went, yeah, Kirk just yeah, just wasn't really there this time. Yeah, yeah. And what does that even mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, he wasn't there in the room, or his riffs weren't there, or I don't know what the fuck. Or he lost his mind. 
Yeah, 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 he did one, yeah, he did one, yeah, just really weird, really, really weird, and not what you expect at all, but like you said though, you know, it's, we're just, we're we're playing at that, it's almost like that fucking celebrity game, isn't it, you know, you're just trying to play at um, what, you know, what you think is going on in their heads or in the band, and the truth is, you know, as, as we know, no one ever knows what's going on in the band. Exactly, exactly. You know, sometimes the band don't even know what's going on in the band. So, you know, what, <laughs> what, what, what chance has anyone fucking else got? <laughs> um, but no. and, So you're, you're, you're a fan of Spit Out the Bone as well then? Yeah, um, to, to me, you know, that I, I, don't really, I don't really want to say this. <laughs> When when Metallica do thrash songs to that extent, yeah, I always seem to compare it to the likes, and it's not likely to compare, you know, Metallica's new songs to old songs. Yeah, but when it thrash songs like My Apocalypse and Spit Out the Bone, which to me are very similar, yeah, um, yeah, I I seem to compare it to you know Battery and stuff like that, and uh, yeah. Which is quite odd for me because I don't usually do that. But yes, I I just I don't enjoy them as much as Metallica. Kind of just you know grooving, kind of just grooving. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Like I, I don't know. I just re- I, I I mean I I think that those songs need to be on the albums. Like as you know, as my apocalypse is on Death Magnetic, you know, and, and Spit Out the Bones on Hardwire. I think you definitely need those songs on those albums just to keep that old school Metallica vibe and obviously they do enjoy playing it you know and that song nearly didn't make the Hardwired album it was just Lars who wanted to keep the the song because apparently it was all over the place and Lars just kept going oh we'll, we'll sort it out you know we'll, we'll smoothen it out um, so they actually but yeah I mean to me it, it's a song I can listen to and I'll enjoy but I, I won't go like oh my god you know it's like this is like battery and stuff like that. And it yeah. doesn't really do the same thing for me, you know. I keep saying battery, probably because it's, um, well, in my opinion, Metallica's best thrash song. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's uh, anything wrong with that at all. Um, I know, I know what you mean. It just, it, because for me, it just, it's, it's quite an odd fit on the album. Um, yeah. And, um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I just think it's. I also think it's getting way too much props. I don't think it's anywhere near as good as people. Uh, uh, well, no, that's, that's wrong. Actually, I don't think it's as good as um, uh, as everyone else seems to think it is. I think it's. I think it's adequate. I think it's got some great bits. I think Hetfield's vocals on it are just scary because it is almost like the young Hetfield is back. It's. Fucking... Yeah, it's like Black Album Hetfield, yeah. which is really, really weird to hear again. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I, again, don't know, I don't know how he's managed to do that, but it really is like Black Album Hetfield. <laughs> well, I, I, I agree. <laughs> and I, I mean, unfortunately, I think that particular song suffers from what a lot of the songs suffer from, which is not enough editing. It's too long. Um, but that's another story. But ultimately... 
Um, he, yeah, he, he, he's, he's back. It's there's that there's that little there's that riff, you know. There's that little riff at the beginning, and you're thinking, "Fucking hell," you know. And um, yeah, um, less said about lyrics. The so better. the whole album feels back. You know, that's what I that's what I think. I just think he's absolutely on fire, and he's went full on on this album. Well, that's what I hear. Well, do you know? Do you know what? I I I think you're right, except for me, and and you know this. Lyrically, I thought Death Magnetic um, had some really, really great lyrics on. Um, I, I, I don't think this this one has any great lyrics on it. But would um, you take lyrics over the way oh, that well, the songs are sung? Uh, no, no, no. And, and, to me, on Hardwired, the the way that the songs are sung is, is much stronger than it is on Death Magnetic. Yeah, on it's, Death Magnetic. It's, I, you know, I, I'm just not. You're not feeling it. No, no, no. Some of the way. That that's that's fine, but it's not an either or. And I can never, hmm. I can never take Hetfield's Hetfield hardwired and put him in Magnetic or vice versa. Um, yeah. it, it's it, it it's like I said. It, it's you know, it's just my feelings. He's one of my favourite ever lyric writers. So. Um, you know, to to be as disappointed as I am in his lyrics on the new album is 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 very very disappointing, um, uh, especially when, like I said, the most most recent work, the lyrics were absolutely outstanding. Um, but you know, look, ultimately, I'm you know I, I <laughs> I'm I'm holding out hope for the next album. So it's all you lucky bastards who are enjoying Hardwired that. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you know what I mean? Or uh, rewired to uh, to disappoint. Um, but um, hey, hey. Like <laughs> cheers, cheers <laughs> mate. But um, no, I mean, look, it, it's they're back. Everyone's talking about them. There's a video for every song. You can't get away from them. But one thing's for sure. I think it's there is got to be something in there for everyone because don't forget, you know, like I said, I, you know, I thought Hardwire was okay when it came out, but Hetfield was swearing again. So that did it for me. Um, I loved Moth into a flame, um, which I just thought was, you know, and still do think is a brilliant song. Atlas it's Ryan... just a great song overall. Like, you know, I'm not talking yeah. about like one of my favorite songs ever. I'm just saying the way, it, the no, it's, way a it's a great song. It's a great it's, it's, song. It's a perfect song. And the thing is, as well, I just totally didn't expect it. It's like, oh, there's a new Metallica song out. Oh, it's the follow-up to Hardwired. Let's have a listen. Fucking hell. Yeah, the hell. harmonies and everything. It's, it's just totally... It, it's not really... It's not what you would expect them to come up with. No, like, not at all. You know, at, you know, before hearing it, obviously, you know. No, I know, but it was, but it now was you just... you kind of understand it. Yeah, but, I mean, it was just fucking hell. Wow, they're back, you know? Um, and playing it on, playing it live on every TV show you can throw a stick at, and um, you know fucking Hetfield's out front, man spreading like a bastard, and um, and just it was just it was awesome, yeah, it awesome. I mean, like, look, so there you go, you know, you've you've got something positive out of Hardwired from it, and and one thing that has to be said is I think it sounds fucking great. Yeah, the production is really really good. It's rich, really good. It's fucking rich, you know. Yeah. It's just got yeah. that richness and that depthness to it. It's got that depthness. rawness, though, that, that is Metallica now, you know, and, and it always has been. It's just the production hasn't really, uh, I don't know, it seems a lot sharper now, doesn't it, I guess, sound-wise. I don't know. Uh, well, you can hear language. the well, you can hear the bass, and it sounds fucking great. 
yeah, I mean, the, the one thing I really like about Hardwired, you know, is that you can hear, and not purposely done, but you can hear parts on from each album on this album, whether it's Lord, whether it's uh, Saint Anger, whether it's a Black Album, whether it's like the Lightning, Master of Puppets, I Kill Them All, it's all there in in, in this album. Right. I well, a I can't hear that. B the one thing that I that I did want to say to you is that, and it's something I was talking with somebody the other night about, and that is that when I listened to Hardwired for the first time ever. I, mm-hmm. I I was able to go, oh, Maiden, oh, Sabbath, oh, yeah. And, and all of a sudden, instead of it sounded like Metallica, I was hearing all Metallica's influences. And it, 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 it just seemed, all of a sudden, they, it all seemed really obvious. And uh, that's that's another reason that's made me, that's, that's turned me off hardwired, is that right. too many times I've thought, well, that's so-and-so. Well, that's so and so, and it's like, hang on, this is Metallica. You don't do that to Metallica because it's Metallica. You know, they they take their influences and they create Metallica, and and that's that. But for me to be able to hear the influences so clearly, I was just kind of like, I think a, you that's know... more evident on the second disc. And I, I I mean, I will admit that, but you know, there are parts on. The second disc where I just go, wow, that really doesn't really that doesn't sound like what Metallica would do, or it doesn't really sound like Metallica. Right. And it is, you know, on the second disc to me, it is more evident that they are, you know, taking their influences and really making it obvious who they're influenced by. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that's why I don't think it's uh, as strong as a song. Um, so yeah. uh, as, as strong as a disc, sorry, um, as the first one. So, yeah. Um, so all in all, out of ten, what would you give it? The whole album overall. Well, it depends because by the by the sounds of it, it, you you've got you've got marks out of ten for one disc and marks out of ten for another. Whatever, um, whatever, whatever you want to do it, however you want to play it. Cool. Okay, so as an album. First and second disc. Uh, man, that that makes it really hard because I does, really don't it? listen to the second disc much. <laughs> well, don't well, don't score the second disc then. You know, if okay, you... I'll do I'll do each disc individually. Okay. The first disc. Yeah. Eight and a half. Right. Okay. Out of ten. Cool. Second disc. Six and a half. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think you need to go and listen to that second second disc and see if six and a half is actually correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to uh yeah, I need to actually probably listen to the second disc more. Um <laughs> All right, mate. We don't the first disc. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well look, don't 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 worry, mate. No, I I I I you know I, I don't think anyone's gonna be um be annoyed at you. For uh, for you know for your score on the second disc there. Oh, I don't care about that, man. It, it it's a you know music's a personal thing in any way. Isn't it, it just? In any way, you know. And isn't it just? Uh, if if you don't if you don't like an album, then you don't like an album. It's as simple as that. Everyone's Absolutely. got their own view, and that's the beauty of music. At the end of the day, 
well, you know, like, music there to be enjoyed by the individual. Well, absolutely. It's like it's like that post I put on on Facebook. It was like you know, it's like look. Whilst I don't like it, I I, I just still can't believe that there's people out there arguing over it. Do you know what I mean? And it's like yeah. it's like look, you, you're never going to strap your ears on someone else's head if they don't like it. They don't like it. You know, that's that's <laughs> that's the way well, it is. It, <laughs> Isn't it just? just just like just like you don't like Lars's drumming on this album, and I do. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, mate, absolutely. And the criticisms I'd make of it um, are, you know, I, I mean, you know, we've we've had we've touched on this conversation, um, and yeah, it, it's it, but but that's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is that we just go, well, you know, that's the way it is, and yeah, totally. That's that's exactly I mean, what this has all been about. The thing, the thing with with Lars, and I've said it to you, and I need to say it now, that Good. he is the modern day Ringo Starr. He either <laughs> think he's a lot of shit. What you mean? Or you not think he's awesome. I, what you mean? Not even the best drummer in Metallica. <laughs> Sorry, James. I, I, yeah, um, I, I think you just, I think you just set yourself up there. Yeah, J- James Lennon says. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I really do like his drumming on this. I think it's more creative um, than Death Magnetic by a sheer mile. Yeah, I think he's really gone for it on this album as much as he can. He's really gone for it. Fair dues. Fair dues. I mean, you can't ask more, can you? No. So uh, I'm I'm proud of them. Oh, bless. I think that well well that is wonderful. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, look, um <laughs> thank my you. Love. Look, thank you very much for uh, for taking the time out to have a bit of a chat. I really do appreciate it. And um No problem. Um and that's it. You're free to go about your evening. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get a massive burger meal, my friend. (laughs) All uh, right, mate. You go for a massive burger. I'm going for a massive beer. Nice. Nice. Cool. All right, mate. Right. Okay, then. Good to uh, chat. I'll I'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon, mate. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. Cheers. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. And there you go. That is it. That is the end of the Christmas special. We've uh, managed to bring it in. I mean, that is, come on, that's some serious, that's, what, about five and a half hours of um, Christmas chat. All about one fucking album. Jesus. Um, Yeah. um, uh, Look, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I hope this has been a a worthwhile adventure. Uh, Adventure, yeah. Worthwhile venture, worthwhile adventure. Either way, um, if it hasn't been... Do let me know, um, and in five years' time, when the next Metallica album comes out, I won't do this again. Um, but, uh, well, look, I, I hope it's given you something to listen to between Christmas and New Year, okay? That's that's basically the idea, the idea of these things, because I know some of you are lucky enough to have, um, uh, like myself, a lot of time on your hands between Christmas and New Year, um, and it, it's nice to have different things to listen to. I've got some awesome messages from you guys um, over Christmas as well, people saying they were listening to the podcast, and um, and, and seriously, that that is... that. That that is that's all I can ask for. It's a real it's a real buzz. It's a real buzz to think that you know somebody somewhere is actually fucking listening. <laughs> um, um, but uh, you know, look in in truth, it really is. I mean, I'm I'm really 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 grateful to you all. 
Um, it, it's yeah, it's just it's it's very very cool. Um, those of you who are listening, um, and you know, from all parts of the world, um, I got a message from Stephen McDade saying that um, he, he was listening to the podcast in New Zealand, and I just think I, I'm I'm sorry, but I, I I am still fucking fascinated like that. I have a childlike fascination with the fact that there's somebody in New Zealand listening to this podcast that I you know knocked together in a slap-handed fashion. Um, and um, and and you people listen to it, and it's fucking awesome. It really is. Thank you very much. Um, we are now coming to the end. Um, yeah, I mean, this is fucking bizarre. There's, we've got another year coming. Got another year coming. So three, very nearly three years old. Um, next edition is going to be January, which will be will be actually be three years old. Will be uh, the January edition where I will be uh, giving out my top five of the of the year. Those you've been listening carefully probably already guess what they are. Um, and also, I'm working on something. I'm working on a little something. Working on something to um, to get some guys on as well um, uh, on, on the January show. So it, uh, look, I, it, it is what it is. You know what these things are like. It will happen that much I can promise you there will be a January edition so once again thank you very much to all of you for listening it is a pleasure it's an honour to be in your ears Um, please do spread the word that would be great and um, you know what can I say here's to here's to another another three years of um, of bollocasts so thanks again. Remember again, all about the rock. Craig at allabouttherock.co.uk or message the All About the Rock Facebook page or Twitter account if you're interested in um, in becoming a writer with All About the Rock. They've got a little bit of a reshuffle going there around there, and uh, I know they really like some new blood. So um, here's to another. Well, here's to 2017. Let's hope less people who were talented die. Okay, so seems to have really taken a hammering 2016. Um, So let's just hope that there can just be less death of cool people in 2017. That's my message. Happy New Year. Have a good have a good break. See you in 2017. Bye.